This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Wednesday, December 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, healthcare workers and nursing home residents should be at the front of the line when the first coronavirus vaccine shots become available. An influential government advisory panel said Tuesday. The panel voted 13 to 1 to recommend priority be given to those groups in the first days of any coming vaccination program when doses are expected to be very limited. The two groups encompass uh, about 24 million Americans out of the U.S. population of about 330 million. Hey, Kathy, in, yeah. in, in the pecking order, when do they get to reality show celebrities? I know, right? <laughs> I think they they might be at the end at of the At the absolute list. end. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was curious. I was hoping that was the case. All right. A Delaware hospital will play a leading role in administering the vaccine to the region. Ten freezers just arrived at Christiana Care in Newark this week and will be able to house the coronavirus vaccine in temperatures as low as negative 94 degrees. Kathy, I didn't know until yesterday that they needed these special freezers for all yeah. these vaccines. Yeah, because some the freezers that they have or a lot of the freezers that they have currently aren't cold enough. Well, no, there's the the one from Pfizer and then the one from Moderna, I think, doesn't require... One of them's 94 degrees, no, like Kathy said. And the other one, you need to actually boil and season <laughs> no. to taste. No, I think they, I think they, you'll, you'll hear in the, in the next story that I have, uh, that they, I believe they all have to be at negative 94. Okay. Oh, all of them, Kathy? Okay. Yeah, even right. the other ones, yeah. All right. So the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices will meet again at some point to decide who should be next in line. Among the possibilities, teachers, police, firefighters, uh, and workers in other essential fields such as food production and transportation. Morning radio personalities. (laughs) The elderly and people with underlying medical conditions and a reality show uh, expert. At the bottom, yes. Okay. (laughs) Tuesday's action merely designated who should get the shots first if a safe and effective vaccine becomes available. The panel did not endorse any particular vaccine. Experts say the vaccine will probably uh, not be become widely available in the United States until spring, but some are even skeptical about that. Mm. Now, Pfizer and BioNTech say that they've won permission Wednesday for emergency use of their COVID-19 vaccine in Britain, the world's first coronavirus shot that's backed by rigorous science and a major step toward eventually ending the pandemic. The move makes Britain one of the first countries to begin uh, vaccinating its population as it tries to curb Europe's deadliest COVID-19 outbreak. Other countries aren't far behind. The United States and the European Union are also vetting the Pfizer shot along with a similar vaccine made by competitor Moderna. British regulators are also considering another shot made by uh, AstraZeneca and Oxford University. British media reported that hospitals in England have been told to get ready to start doing vaccinations for medical workers as early as next week. Now, Pfizer said it would immediately begin shipping limited supplies to the UK and has been gearing up for even wider distribution if given a similar nod by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, a decision experts uh, are saying that should be made as early as next week. But doses anywhere, uh, everywhere are scarce, and the initial supply will be rationed until more is manufactured in the uh, first several months of next year. The U.K. uh, ordered enough Pfizer vaccines for 20 million people, but it's not clear how many will arrive by year's end, uh, and they are running into the problem of having to have these freezers uh, to keep it at negative 94. The U.K. government says frontline uh, care... 
uh, frontline healthcare workers and nursing home residents will be the first in line to get vaccinated, followed by older adults. But Prime Minister Boris Johnson warned we must first navigate a hard winter of restrictions to try to curb the virus until there's enough vaccine to go around for the UK. I saw a very funny, you brought to mind a funny meme of that. And, and the memes have been going around like crazy. You have those digital readers, the temperature readers. There's somebody's holding one up to Boris Johnson, and the C word is displayed. <laughs> I just died laughing. Oh, that's great. That's now, great. Uh, so listen, I bring this story up because uh, it's happening, or it, at least one incident happened not far from us. So police are looking for an attempted kidnapper who allegedly has ties to incidents in Montgomery County and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. On November 4th, Lower Marion Township police say a man followed a woman near the elevators at the Royal Athena apartment complex located on 600 Writers Ferry Road. The suspect allegedly pressed an object into the woman's back and said, you know what this is? Police say the suspect wasn't armed and the woman was able to get away. Now, investigators believe this suspect is connected to two attempted kidnappings that occurred in Cherry Hill as well. During one of the incidents on November 20th at the 300 building uh, at Plaza Grand Apartments, the suspect allegedly pulled a gun on a woman and ordered her to go with him to the parking garage. He took her to a vehicle where he popped the trunk and told the victim that he was going to shoot her if she didn't comply. Wow. Uh, she was able to break free and get back into the building. So, Press, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, or Steve, uh, Riders Ferry is right behind our radio station. Is See, it? When you go down Belmont, it's that, that light uh, that's right there. That's oh, Riders Ferry I've, right there. When you wow. go down towards where uh, Harmelin Media is, right? You can take Riders Ferry and then where that uh, gym is along no the river. Kidding. Yeah. Well. Uh, police say on November 14th at the same apartment complex in Cherry Hill, the suspect approached another woman as she was parking her car in the garage. He knocked her to the ground, but the victim screamed and he ran off. The women involved in these incidents were not injured. Police say the suspect may be driving a 2007 to 2012 black Nissan Altima with Pennsylvania tags. Anyone with information is asked to call Cherry Hill Police or the Lower Marion Township Police Department. Nick had showed me a video the other day, completely separate story, but this really overly aggressive guy in Center City that was just going up to women. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I saw that. They yeah. caught him. Did they get it? Yeah, they caught him. Yeah, there were so many reports about it, and uh, it was happening in Old City and in Center City, and uh, I think the, um, I was actually chatting with Alex Holly of Fox Good Day. They, they, he was outside their studio at one right. point, like banging on the window, so there was a lot of attention brought to it, which was uh, scary but good. Right. Nick, do Whatever. you know what he was saying to these women? It was very aggressive sexual stuff. Uh, okay. Did he have a, a deranged, I mean... He's got problems. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Wow, okay. That's uh, well, I'm glad they got him. Yeah. yeah, good. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. <laughs> The Ravens have arrived in Pittsburgh, and this afternoon's game is still on. But the team had two more positive COVID-19 tests before leaving Baltimore yesterday. Raven safety, Raven safety Geno Stone, a rookie who played in two games this season, and an equipment manager tested positive. The results are not unexpected, and according to reports, the Ravens operated the last few days acting as though everyone is positive. Walk-through workouts were masked, distance, and outdoors to reduce risk, and close contacts were eliminated. Kickoff today is scheduled for 3:40. After the Eagles lost, dropped 
them the 3-7-1. and one. They fell to third place in the NFL's worst division. NFL Network Mike Garofalo, Network's Mike Garofalo reported that Eagle, Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie is unhappy with the team and performances like Monday nights will have him seriously assessing his coach's status. Head coach Doug Peterson said yesterday he hasn't been reassured one way or the other about his job status, adding his relationship with Lurie is good but knows he's evaluated on the team's performance. And in college basketball action, Justin Moore led a balanced scoring attack with 15 points and the number 12 Villanova Wildcats bounced back from their first loss of the season to beat Hartford 87-53. to Eric Dixon had 14 points and 10 rebounds for the Wildcats who had six players score in double figures. Jay Wright's team shot 52% from the floor and made 15 of their 37 three-point shots. Up next is a game against the 17th ranked Texas Longhorns on Sunday afternoon. Tip-off is scheduled for 1 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you Kathy. We are ready for a midweek program program uh, today, and we have several things that we need to mention. Uh, number one, on Wednesday, kind of our standard routine is to have a secret text word prize. So we have digital downloads of both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogies. Oh, uh, so that's Where's pretty. Of that? That's pretty cool uh, prize. Yeah. Uh, so what you need to do is text the word "secret" to three nine three three three. I, you know, I. It's yeah. Don't you want to wake up to this yes. music every morning? Preston. Yeah. Wake up. Preston. <laughs> it's time to go entertain the people of Philadelphia. <laughs> And not at 4 a.m. I would like to wake up as... Why don't you sleep until 7? Thank you! As the sun is just coming over the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, they actually ran the trilogy over the uh, Thanksgiving break. Uh, You know, it's many, many hours. It is. It is. It's it's just an amazing accomplishment. Three films is staggeringly good. Uh, And you know what? I've come to appreciate The Hobbit. Uh, I, you know what? I, I was so Lord of the Rings burnt out. Yeah, and I never watched it. I'm right should, with you. I should go in and watch it. With, now with a clear been, mind. There's been enough time. Yeah, I can I can go back to uh, the land. I can go back to the Shire. Why don't you give the Hobbit a chance? <laughs> yeah. You guys remember the Hobbit uh, animated movie from back yeah, in the? I do. It was late seventies. Directed by Ralph Bakshi, who directed Felix the Cat. Uh. I, as a kid, loved it, but looking back on it, it was not Do you know good. what it was? Case, it was rotoscoped. They, they yeah. took act, actual actors and they rotoscoped animation on them. It wasn't okay. Felix the Cat. It was with the, that X-rated cartoon, Preston. What was that? Um, Wait, X-rated cartoon? It was an X-rated cartoon cat. It was a movie. Oh, that I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was an animated X-rated movie. I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah. Ralph Bakshi was the director. Okay. Case, you're right. The movie just was not all that good. Fritz yeah. the Cat. Fritz the Cat. Nice. All right, well, anyhow, we're giving that away uh, nice. for a secret text word. So text word secret to 39333. We'll bounce the word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call with that word designated caller Wednesday, and we'll grab a random texter. So even if you can only listen for a little while this morning, go ahead and text word secret 39333 because you might win. Uh, we also have uh, the Irish Rover Station House stopping by today. They are part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff. That means we will have gift cards to give away in conjunction with their uh, a little drop-off that they are doing today. We will go live on Fox Good Day and, oh, my God, mm-hmm. Holiday Activities. Yeah! Holiday Activities. Kathy's <laughs> Holiday Activity List is ready to go. Even in COVID times, she's found things for you to do. She reached so far up into her ass for the <laughs> fall activities. Yeah. 
I was impressed. And, and came up with, I think, perhaps her best list ever. Now, Kathy yes. is not delicious. St- delicious. Yeah. Not in the <laughs> studio, but you, you, can, you can still bring it today with you, right? Yes, definitely. Right. And I've already started uh, heading out to do some of these. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to give you guys the list. I All read right. it, uh, and uh, I think Marissa's seen it as well. It's really impressive, and, and uh, I can't wait for her to share it with you guys and the listening audience because I, I, I love reading this list now and looking forward to doing some stuff in the winter. I think that actually someday Kathy is going to become uh, like a travel agent for <laughs> yeah yeah like for S- Samantha Brown right what, is that her yeah, name yeah, yeah, yeah she does the travel uh, travel, travel guide thing yeah. but but just locally and and what yeah. one can do like if you could co- your com- con- yeah, your your activity concierge yeah you could combine travel and event planning yeah and that could be Kathy yep trip exactly. planning Trevent planning. I like it. I like it. She's a Trevent planner. All right, so we're going to get that at about 8.15 or so is when we're going to dive into that. Nice. If you you want things to do this holiday season and you want some great ideas, make sure that you're with us and and tell your friends to be tuning tuning in and listening. Yes, bring them into the Shire. Wake up, gum gum. Wake up, everyone. It's time to listen to Kathy's Christmas activity. Yes. Uh, But you you will enjoy it. Trust me, there's something for everyone there. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll dive into the world of the celebs and entertainment news and a stupid question. Give some stuff away. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock, and that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do the stupid question. It's going to get you a $50 Stephen Star gift card, if mm. you can answer this correctly. Our, our question has to do with Spain. Which one? Which mountain range forms a natural border between Spain and France? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. All right, which mountain range forms a natural border between Spain and France? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. We'll see if you know the answer. I'll go through the birthdays today while we're waiting for that Wednesday, December second. Britney Spears. Oh. One more time. It's uh, my birthday today. It's Britney's <laughs> birthday today. Yeah, she is. Uh, wow, she's thirty nine years old, still under conservatorship. I want my own power of attorney. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, just her social media posts are really bizarre, and I know there's a couple of different. Uh, Theories. Theories on what it is, but dear God, I just look at it and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I, th- I think it's probably best that someone else at least be uh, helping her, which I don't think, because all of her shots, all of her social media stuff kind of has her like a little girl, like the angles up. Yeah. And, and also, like, she looks like she has been up for six days I drinking. Know. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of the most recent pictures. She looks fantastic. That, uh, Nick yeah. just pulled them up. Yeah. She's uh, wearing a little, you know, thing that's showing her midriff and everything. Yeah. Looks like she's in great shape. But, yeah, she does a lot of these weird little... The dances are trippy, man. I find them bizarrely entertaining. It looks actually like someone having a seizure. But she's she's an accomplished dancer. I mean, she used to... That was her thing, man. Her sexy dancing. Yeah. So uh, she is 39 years old today. A Britney Spears. 
Lucy Liu has her birthday too. Yeah, uh, the Charlie's Angels movies. They've been showing uh, them recently. Allie McBeal, Lucy Liu. That's correct. They've been showing the, those the movies. Charlie's Angels movies. I really thought those were a lot. They were of fun. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, fifty-two years old today. Uh, Stone Phillips, the Dateline journalist, the robot. Stone yeah. Phillips. Uh, he is sixty-six years old. Is he still on? I don't. I don't know. I think I don't know if he retired, but he he left. You know, obviously Dateline years ago. Mm-hmm. But he was like sort of a. Uh, he was one of the main guys on yep. NBC. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Monica Sellis, the tennis player. Uh, yeah. She is forty-seven she years old. Yeah, yeah she'd she yell. Yeah. Oh, Casey has clip here. <laughs> Not yeah, you, right? No, to me it sounded like she was yelling, not ready. Not ready. Not okay. ready. Yeah. Not ready. Yeah. Wait, ready player one. Yeah. In fact, her screaming became a thing that people would complain about. Like not um, yeah. uh, other players. Other players. Not would say like it was very crowd. distracting, yeah. 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 Uh, so she's 47 today. Steve, it's Nelly Furtado's birthday today. Nelly Furtado. Oh, yeah. what a wonderful singer she was, a talented young lady. She's a favorite of Regis's. Absolutely. Uh, um, I Want to Fly. What's the song that she does? She's I'm like a bird. She's like a bird. She really is. She's like a, like a bird in the sky. Uh, so she turns 42 today. By the way, did you notice I'm back on Earth for a brief period? Excuse me? Oh, yeah. You, you don't have to hear me like this. this. Yeah. Oh, you're back on it? Yes, yes. Well, watch. Back. I'm back on it now. Wow. You can you are That's how much I love Nelly Furtado. You're very powerful. Second coming of Regis. <laughs> uh actor, you had faith in me. <laughs> actor Stephen Bauer, who was in Scarface and uh Primal Fear. Was he was Tony's brother, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's the one who uh he don't, well, spoiler alert. He uh he gets killed. Did yeah. we have him here one time? I think we did. I don't remember what it was. What for. was he promoting? Well, oh, you mean in studio? In studio, or maybe just on the phone? I think it might have been on the phone. Uh, oh, wait, he actually wait. drove David Faustino here. Okay, I know that guy. Yeah, he plays in in Ray Donovan. He plays yes. a guy like as an Israeli guy or something. We have but he's listed as the no. Israeli guy. Yeah. Okay. But he was uh, he was Manny and hey, Manny. Look at the Pelicans uh, from uh, Scarface. <laughs> uh, he is sixty four today. Uh, Nate Mendel, who is the bass player for the band Foo Fighters. He turns 52 today. He's kind of the guy that I never remember. Yeah, right. Neither do I. Which is sad because they they are a rock force, and I ought to know every single member in that band, and I always forget his name. You just know two members. Nate Mendel. Uh, so happy 52nd to him. And another bass player, Rick Savage of Def Leppard. Uh, he turns 60 years old today. And an odd thing, he's got extra appendages. <laughs> wow, really? He's got three legs. He, he picked yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, when this band was in their height, at this when Pyromania came out, yeah. I was a huge fan. Oh my god, of yeah, Def Leppard, they were great. I went to that. I went to that tour. I went to that concert. It was awesome. It was one of my first real rock shows that I went to, and they and, were driven by a robust MTV yeah. presence. Oh my god, yes. I told you that. Um, I don't remember what year that came out. It had to have been eighty four, eighty five, something like that. No, it was before that. It was, was it? Yeah, it was like um, eighty two, I think. Okay, hang on. Is um, pour some sugar on me on that one? No. That's, oh, or wait, wait. Pyromania. I'm sorry. Um, eighty three is when it came out. Okay. Okay. Jan- January of eighty three, and. Uh, no, uh, it was not on that album. Um, 
Man, what was Pour Some Shag? That was a gigantic album, and I can't remember the name of it. After the Gold Rush? Not High and Dry. What the hell was the... Uh... No, High and Dry was early. Uh, hang on a second here. Hysteria. 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 That's it. And that yep. was 87. That was yep. 87. Okay. Yeah. Hysteria. I have, a, I have a vivid memory of a guy that uh, at the pool, he came with this, with this boom box, you know, yeah. a la Do- Lloyd Dobler, Blaring, pour some sugar on me because he was trying to get pumped up. He was going to do a triple <laughs> off of the high dive. Okay, and that was his motivational. That song? was his motivation. Pour I some sugar on me. Guy, it's like right out of a movie, right? Like you know, Ooh. basically like jean jacket and jean, <laughs> you know, cut off jean shorts. Clear me a path, right? And he's blaring, pour some sugar on me, and um, he gets up onto the high dive. Today's the day. Today is the day. He had been working himself up for this <laughs> for like an entire week. Are right? you ready to do it today? Right. Oh he gets god. up. Gandalf showed up. <laughs> oh my god! When you're done pouring your sugar, I want to see the greatest dive of all time. <laughs> anyway, what happens? All right. So what Come happens on. is he gets up on the high dive, you know, blaring music, and he he got what, up. And he, what did he do? He counted the three. He got off at the end of the board. He did one flip. Two flips, two and a half flips, and then landed flat on his back. (laughs) Splattered all over the place. I I swear to God, he got up spitting blood because he hit smack so hard. It was great, man. Uh, What a great memory. Rick Savage's birthday. Sometimes he just heads down that path, and I, you yeah. have to let him go. Oh uh, yeah, I we need to hear Sometimes in life, you need to let things happen of their own accord. We need to flush it out. Uh, so we learned something about some dude we'll never meet. Yeah, he's uh, all right. Rick Rick Savage is sixty. <laughs> Thank you, Rick Savage. Thank <laughs> and you. Wherever for that you are. <laughs> and then the last birthday is actor Joe Lotruglio. No, oh. and this is him. Yeah. That's from I Love You, Man. He played the guy with the high-pitched voice. But he was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's great. Role models, a bunch of stuff. He is great. He's 50 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, which uh, mountain range forms a natural border between Spain and France? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Nancy. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. Uh, Nancy, what is the mountain range that forms the natural border between Spain and France? That's the Pyrenees Mountain. Pyrenees, yeah. Hang on, Nance. What a mountain range. We're going to give you a $50 Stephen Star gift card. Now through December 30th, purchase $500 in gift cards. Receive a $50 gift card. Then for every additional $250 purchased, you receive an additional $50. So mm-hmm. gift cards are redeemable. 27 locations, including 14 in Philadelphia. Get them online at star-restaurants.com. Did you know there's another little country tucked in there? It's called Andorra, and it's on the border in between France and, and Spain. It's in the Pyrenees, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the setting for the Shire. Welcome to Andorra. <laughs> but it's its own independent country. Conveniently situated amongst the Pyrenees. One of those tiny European countries that nobody knows about or ever visits. Like I once remember seeing a man with a boombox. <laughs> came marching into Andorra listening to pour some sugar on me. He was the greatest diver the world had ever seen. Okay. Uh, anyhow, no, I did not know about Andorra. It's there. That's interesting. They uh-huh. don't even know it's there. All right, we are going to get into the entertainment stories. We're going to start with this big one. Elliot Page, the Oscar-nominated star of Juno, has come out as transgender. Elliot, previously known as Ellen Page, shared on social media, Hi, friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he slash they, and my name is Elliot. 
I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, your ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive and compassionate place. I will offer whatever support I can and continue to strive for a more loving and equal society. Uh, Paige continued saying, I love that I'm trans and I love that I am queer. And the more I hold myself close and fully embrace who I am, the more I dream, the more my heart grows and the more I thrive. Uh, to all the trans people who deal with harassment, self-loathing, abuse, and the threat of violence every day, I see you, I love you, and I will do everything I can to change this world for the better. Uh, Paige, as as uh, he said, uses he and him and they and them pronouns and describes himself as transgender and non-binary, meaning that his gender is neither man nor woman. Uh, Paige's wife, Emma Portner, is fully supporting Paige. Uh, and Portner had said, trans, queer, non-binary people are a gift to this world. I also ask for patience and privacy, but that you join me in the fervent support of trans life every single day. Elliot's existence is a gift in at uh, in and of itself. Shine on, sweet E. Love you so much. Uh, celeb supported uh, Elliot as well. James Gunn, who directed Paige in the 2010 film Super, responded to Twitter saying, Elliot, I love you. I'm proud of you and admire you. Uh, please keep being a beacon of courage, compassion, and strength for all of us. Uh, LGBT. Rest of that, I want to chime in here too. Oh, please, yes. That's my best hey, Elliot Page. I know <laughs> it's a difficult thing, you know, to come out like that the way she did. And I mean, the, the, now he. Yes. I encourage. Mm. It's wonderful news. And, uh, and uh, I think I'm going to go listen to some Nelly Furtado. That's probably a good and, idea. And uh, celebrate this news. All right. Uh, LGBTQ activist and pop star Miley Cyrus took to the comment section and declared Elliot rules as, as well. So uh, I would say that this is this has got to be the biggest celebrity that has come out as trans so that was, I've yeah. ever seen. No, I, I agree. And uh, it was interesting when the picture popped up because they had uh, Elliot now with a, with a baseball cap on. And I was thinking, does Ellen Page have a brother? Because that's how, it, you know, it was. Yeah. It, that's before, before you knew what the announcement yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so good for him. Uh, that's, that's great that uh, now he can be who he feels that he truly is. So with the Umbrella Academy will continue, Elliot will continue to play a female role. Vanya, I assume so. I mean that, you know, because, uh. It's acting. It's acting. So you can, you can be whoever they require you to be. I have acted as if I'd had hair. Right. Remember, I would. <laughs> right. Yeah. You yeah. did. I yeah. did. Yes. did. Like several different I did. Several Dr. Yeah. Chet yeah. Wayne, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a good doctor. Um, did you see that Netflix also changed the credits already? And, and, um, no. Academy? Yes, I, Academy's... I saw, I saw, I'm sorry, that, yeah, that yeah. Netflix did release a statement that was uh, in full support and very proud of. Uh... Yeah, they went back and retroactively changed all yeah. the credits so that it's uh, Elliot Page. Okay. And they very added cool. Regis, too, for some reason. For some yeah. reason. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they just had the font. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that one covered on Amon. It's a wonderful show. Superheroes, the things that happen. Yeah. They got this. They got this. This chimp. Oh, that's Pogo. Just yeah. amazing. That's right. Uh, moving on. Uh, many are wondering if Courtney. Car- it's been a few days since we've talked about the Kardashians. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I figured I'd throw something. I mean, there. yes, you can't fight it. They're in the news. Many are wondering if Courtney was talking about Scott Disick when she shared a cryptic message on Instagram stories, and it said, "Sometimes the universe will send an ex back into your life just to see if you are still a stupid hoe." Oh, oh. oh. by the way, okay. Let me. No, she. 
did. Well, maybe maybe she didn't because I might be pronouncing this incorrectly. Ho is spelled H E A U X. Is this a fun way to spell ho now? Excuse me, Heo? Oh, God. H E A U X. I think maybe it's like, like, like Bo and Ho. I think it's, it's just a fun way to say ho. Oh, or maybe you know, she's a high to, class ho. To spell ho, <laughs> you high class hoes. Is there a song that has that in it? I don't know. Okay, all right. There Wait, is now. What, say it again. H-E-A-U-X? Correct. As in, like, uh, perhaps, like, Fo-Ho? Well, there's an album that came out in 2017 called These Ho, which references, like, hoes, like, whores. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. By an artist named Bad Babble. B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-L-E. Okay. And uh, so it's a, it's a play, you know, it's a tongue-in-cheek play on words. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so stupid ho. Yeah. Uh, the on again, off, off. By the way, I want to support the new spelling of hope. Okay. <laughs> you are so I'm open. very participatory You're very today. very open. Yeah. Just, you got me thinking about a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a time to move on from W-H-O-R-E. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice to know that you're still here, man. Listen, I'm always here for you. Uh, the on again, off for now pair, share three children together and hang Casey, out. Casey, I was there when you saw that guy come in with the boombox. You were. And they hang out frequently, as evidenced by their social media feeds. But the 37-year-old Disick appears to have moved on for now with 19-year-old model Amelia Gray Hamlin. All right. In the, in the pecking order of entertainers, or of whatever he qualifies right. as, well, is he the lowest? Like, if you were to if you were to totem pole no, levels... Rob. Rob. Rob's got to be the lowest, right? Rob, Rob is actually in the family genetically, though. Yeah. 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 So, like, in the royal lineage? Yeah, yeah. He's got to count for something. Right. Yeah. Right, Kathy? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, maybe he gets extra points for that. So, yeah. he is, Rob is the Prince Andrew to Scott Disick's Fergie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> though, I would take Fergie over any of them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he might be more successful, but... He's never going to be blood. Right. Well, with that, let's go to the royal family. Oh, I think yay. that's a perfect segue. The royal drama and intrigue behind the scenes is continuing apace in the latest publicized snippet of gossip. A member of Buckingham Palace's catering staff, uh, Adamo Canto, yes. has been busted stealing items from the royal household and selling them on eBay. Oh, we, I mentioned this yesterday in the, in the trash, and they were just starting to find out some of the stuff he had sold. Preston... He sold her crown. Which no, was he did not. <laughs> Canto pleaded guilty to three counts of theft. Hey, look at this. Uh, I'm the king. Between uh, November of uh, 2019 and August of 2020, Canto has uh, had his own rooms at the Royal Mews in Buckingham. And when police raided it, they found a significant quantity of stolen items worth uh, from thousands to more than $100,000, including signed photos of Prince Harry and William. Excuse me, and Kate Middleton. He also stole several medals. You have to imagine that as they, well. They vet the hell out of these people. Yeah, but I mean, is, but every listen, now and then, the draw of the money. Yeah, and somebody, he's selling it on eBay. But to do it that overtly and not kind of work, you know? Yeah. Why not? Why not put go, a lemonade stand out at the end of the driveway? Go and through sell some it? back channels if you're going to be doing that. Somehow or another, you can find a way. Wow. Well, uh, in more uh, news about the royal family, uh, a year that's been breaking many traditions, Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip are doing Christmas differently this year. Buckingham Palace released a statement saying, having considered all the appropriate advice, the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh have decided that this year they will spend Christmas quietly in Windsor. We shall be lighting a menorah 
Uh, they typically celebrate at Norfolk's Sandringham Estate. So that's the big Christmas place. With a large right. royal crew, yes. Right. It is unclear if the Queen and Philip will opt to see other royals over the holiday or not. I, I heard they were going to Airbnb it in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. But there are a couple spots that are nice that you can find probably. So. We're most excited to travel to Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they they obviously the the decorations of the palace and and the, the they they do a lavish thing so th- maybe they'll tamp down a bit on that yeah. or maybe maybe the country needs it now more than ever. Uh, they'll be at Windsor this time around. Hey, Jennifer Lawrence is speaking out for the first time since learning that her family's farm in Louisville, Kentucky, burned down. Oh. Huh. Uh, she had said uh, in a statement, I want to thank my Louisville community for reaching out to my family and me following the devastating fire that sadly destroyed a significant part of Camp Hi-Ho. Her brother Blaine runs a summer camp there. Was anyone able to save the chickens? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Just because it's a farm, I don't know if they have chickens. or no. You know what? That's a good question. Let's find out, Jean. Uh, she said, thankfully, because of our amazing firefighters and first responders, no one was hurt, and all of the animals were kept safe. Thank God. Uh, she said, I grew up on that farm, going to Ham- uh, Camp Hi-Ho every summer. And- O-H-E-A-U-X? <laughs> no, no, H-O. Oh. Uh, when my brother Blaine took it over, he applied his creative mind and fun-loving spirit and expanded a camp that was already the coolest because it was the only place where kids could do whatever they wanted, a muddy, messy paradise. Uh, she added, I'm grateful to Camp High Ho for the amazing childhood memories. My family and I are working together to help Blaine through this, and we are so grateful for the widespread support from the community to get Camp High Ho back up and running so is, that we can welcome kids back this summer. Is it High Ho, High Ho, as, a, uh, yeah. as in the uh, dwarfs? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, according to local reports, 30 firefighters with half a dozen trucks spent more than an hour putting out the flames. Uh, in an email obtained by TMZ, Blaine detailed the damage, noting that the bar was lost and it continued his uh, it contained his office space, stalls for the horses, an indoor riding area for kids, an indoor rock wall, a native wildlife display, an arts and crafts area, and a garage with farm equipment and a nurse's sort, station. Sort of sounds like a Linvilla type thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, a, but a, a camp for kids. Ah, well, yeah, uh, I cool. I used to love when we would uh, take uh, field trips in school and we would go to a local farm, yeah. like a dairy farm or stuff like that. Yeah. It was always fun. Uh, so they've asked for donations. Uh, he has asked for donations to help rebuild. Speaking of hose, quick correction. It's a uh, bad baby, not bad bobble or whatever yeah. I said earlier. So, uh, and it's the... <laughs> bad uh, baby. Well, yeah, bad baby, but uh, yeah, I don't Dr. know. Dr. Phil's... Uh, yeah, it's the Catch yeah. Me Outside girl. Yeah. And, uh, oh, her? Yeah, she wrote uh, the Ho song. Okay. H-E-A-U-X. That's probably the way she naturally thought it was spelled. Mostly I don't care, but I wanted to correct myself. <laughs> Bad baby, yeah. yeah. No, I made the same mistake. It's you know, it, Listen, it's like deciphering semaphore at yeah. a certain point. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg says that he has been focusing on kindness huh. to maintain his mental health during the pandemic. Uh, he recently explained to Page Six, it passed for me in a positive and active way. It was great for me to be volunteering because it's important to stay busy. Uh, he was sheltering in Indiana with his wife, Anna Strout, and their son, Banner, uh, for much of the pandemic. That's a great name, Banner. As in Bruce Banner? I guess so. And volunteered at a domestic violence shelter founded by his late mother-in-law. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I like him a lot. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be part of um, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, Rico. Yeah, I'm curious, too. Uh, he had said, I'm only anxious during moments of great calm. 
Uh, when the world is anxious around me, it cancels out mine, and I'm immediately at ease. I understand that, like, because there I do are, too. yeah, there are moments where I, I'm sitting there, let's say on the beach, where it's like everything should be calm right now, and, and your mind starts reason, racing. I'm just, I, I my, my uh, uh, anxiety does not match the. Calmness you know of, what you can do? Surroundings. Yeah. Curious about uh, about that because I have similar things, but but I wouldn't call it anxiety. Yeah, I, no, me I, neither. Mine will be like I should be doing something right mm. now. And, Guilt. Uh, yeah, Guilt and, for and not, not doing more. Not necessarily anxiety in that uh, I'm I'm nervous or scared or anything like that. I'm not. May I recommend something? Relax. Yes. Set your ho- your neighbor's house on fire. Okay. That'll give you something to do. It will distract you and then go rescue them. Yeah, you start a bucket yeah. brigade or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm sure. Would you call it restlessness? Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to put it. And and I find myself um, that ha- that has happened with the past few years. It's it's been like that more often than not. When I have downtime and I really should just be able to <laughs> take the moments, and I'm like, man, I feel yeah, guilt and and restlessness. Yeah. And Sometimes a little bit of- you can only do what you were meant to do. <laughs> Place additional pressure on yourself will do no good. <laughs> you have a cause on this earth, Pastor. Your cause is to entertain the people of Philadelphia with your dulcet voice. Actually, and your quick witticisms. Having this music at the ready would be yeah. perfect for moments like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you in, could just... in, ca- in case of uh, in case of guilt, break glass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, here's here's uh, this would be uh, some anxiety issues uh, if you had this happening to you. Steven Spielberg has been granted a restraining order against a woman he claimed has been threatening to murder him. Mm. Uh, the director previously filed legal documents requesting a protective order against a woman named Sarah Char. Uh, Spielberg's filings allege that he had been informed by police that Char had attempted to buy a gun in order to kill him. Now, do you say that at point of purchase? What what up here would be a good gun to kill Steven Spielberg with? Yeah, how did they find out? Yeah, uh, The documents also claim the woman had previously been arrested for harassment, making threats and stalking, uh-huh. though it was unclear if he was her sole target or not. The filmmaker reportedly received a direct message on Twitter from Char, and it said... If I have to personally murder people, that's in caps, for stealing my IPs, I will. Get me? What are IPs? Intellectual properties? I assume, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, so is this someone who thinks that he stole ideas from her? Maybe. Maybe. She created E.T.? Uh, Spielberg said that he was scared for his uh, safety in the filings as well as that of his family members. This chick is crazy. Uh, he was able to obtain a temporary restraining order. I got one, too. Uh, to requiring Char to remain at least 100 yards away from him at all times. I sp- no, I, I got one for nine parsecs. Oh, <laughs> You're doing the Kessel Run? That's much better. Yeah, I wanted her to be as far away from me as I am from the Kessel Run. <laughs> His wife and their daughters are reportedly... <laughs> hey, did, they, um, did he do that in the solo movie by any chance? He, uh, yeah. he talked about it, didn't he? He does it towards the end. That's, oh, uh, he does it? That's where he, uh, he's able to brag about it in uh, the yeah. first Star Wars movie, yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. His wife and their daughter are reportedly covered under the order as well, though it's unclear which of his daughters are protected by it. What if you don't put one of the daughters under the protection? That's kind of telegraphing a message, right? Or if Char is also Why not me? required to steer clear of his uh, other sons and daughters. Uh, news of the director's restraining order arrives a day after he announced his production company, Amblin, has signed a multi-year distribution deal with Universal. Under the deal, which is for five years, according to Variety... <laughs> 
Amblin will uh, make multiple films each year for Universal to distribute and advertise, while Amblin will have a more direct pipeline for new shows and films that are intended for streaming services. What was Spielberg's last? Ready Player One was one of them. Might have been, yeah. Was that his last? I think it was. I only Uh, know about his next project. It's a new film adaptation of Leonard Bernstein's uh, and Stephen Sondheim's classic musical West Side Side Story. West Side Story. That's what he's been working on. Starring Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler. So that is the next thing that uh, you can expect. I thought he... I mean, having not read the source material, I think he created a nice... Ready Player One world. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, it it's definitely not the book, but I and and I read the book several yeah. times. But unlike other people, I wasn't overly disappointed. I took it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I took it for something separate than the book, and, right. and I enjoyed the movie. You yeah, know? but uh, but yeah, he did, he did a good job with it. The first race is when you want to show off your you know your sound system. Oh, man, that first race. Yeah. Oh my God! And I have a mother effer of a subwoofer. Yeah. It literally it rattle it literally rattled oh. my wife's bathtub off of the stand. Duh. Yeah. That's awesome. Peter Dinklage will star in a reboot of the Toxic Adventure for Legendary. So he's going to play the Toxic Avenger? He will. Yes, he is going to be Toxie. Toxie was not um, of he was big. diminutive stature. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, Macon Blair will write and direct what is described as a contemporary reimagining of Trauma Entertainment's 1984 hit of the same name. Dinklage will play Toxie, huh. the superhero around which the film centers. Originally known as Melvin, the protagonist becomes disfigured when he is pushed into a vat of toxic waste. He's a high school custodian. And soon assumes the moniker of Toxie. But in order to save his son, friends, and community from corruption and greed, Toxie must rise to the occasion as an underdog hero. Uh, after the debut of the original Toxic Avenger film, it became a cult classic and expanded into a musical production, a children's cartoon series, and Marvel comic as well. Uh, did now I don't remember the Toxic Avenger. What kind of power did he have? Uh, he was, I believe, he was just strong. I okay. haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Uh, he had maybe some other stuff, but the uh, it was from Trauma. Philip Kaufman. So they 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 their whole business was making. For, like forced cult movies, right? And all of all the stuff that they did, I, I found the Toxic Avenger to be the most enjoyable. Some of it was just so forced that you're like, you know, the the best cult movies become a cult movie without trying to be a cult movie, right? Uh, but uh, the Toxic Avenger is a lot of fun. It was meant to be that though, right? Like really campy. They were always yeah. All most most of the the, the trauma stuff trauma stuff was was meant to uh, to be. A cult movie. Okay. You know, that's the whole thing. Uh, by the way, Troxy has also become a mascot of sorts for Trauma Entertainment. All right, we are ready for the clips. After answering an ad, seeing a midwife, a recently widowed big city nurse moves to the Redwood Forest of Northern California where she meets an intriguing man in Virgin River. Mm. Uh, here, co-star Martin Henderson discusses the immense pressure of adapting a popular book series. Here you have a huge fan base, so there's a level of expectation that as an actor, one could be quite undone by because it's it's sort of akin to being on a, a show, like, like say, a, a, a stage production with a full house, and you've got all these people, and they're lapping it up, and they love the characters, and they're loving the story, and then you've got to sort of walk in at the end of the show and... Make ma- maintain some kind of expectation. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. Virgin River is streaming now on Netflix. By the way, and here's the next clip. In Fat Man, 
A neglected and precocious 12-year-old kid hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. In this clip, young star Chance Hurstfield discusses being excited to work with Mel Gibson and meeting the legendary actor on set. I was over the moon with excitement, and I remember the first time I saw him at the lunchroom, I was like, worst-case scenario thoughts were flooding my mind. What if What if I make a joke and he doesn't laugh? What if he doesn't like me? What if I say something wrong? But Mel was phenomenal. He was spitting out jokes left and right, making the whole table laugh. And, you know, working with him, he's a two-time Academy Award winner. He brings the emotion and brings the conviction. Yeah! And Steve, you said, you said that, that Mel does not hold back in this role. It, Mel is, exactly, he's committed 100%. Awesome. And, I, and I, my <laughs> wife started watching it about 10 minutes into it. I thought for sure this is something she's not going to be into. And she loved it. We both, we, you know, it, it's exactly what you would want it to be. I've only seen, <laughs> I've only seen the trailer. I can't wait to watch the movie. But just the idea of Santa Claus as this kind of just do not mess with me kind of character. Oh, I mean, he's is awesome. It's a great concept. I, listen, is it a masterpiece? No, but no. it is. It is true to itself, and that's what makes it enjoyable. But there are little things like when he gets back, for, you know, from. Christmas, he, you know, he's 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 tinkering around on the sl- the sleigh, and he's he's looking at bullet holes at the bottom that you know, <laughs> pe- people like shoot at the sled. And, you, you know, it, it's 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 that world, but he's committed. It, I found it really enjoyable. Fat Man is available now on demand, by the way. And there you go. That's your entertainment report for today. We have a secret text word chance for you to win uh, digital downloads of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogies. That's why. Gandalf has been here all morning long. It's been a pleasure. Text the word secret to 39333, and you just might win. And the big news of the day today is around 8.15, we are going to have Kathy's Holiday Activities. Yep, so you will get your holiday activities this morning. Get yourself ready. Get your notepad. Jot these things down because it will finally be something that you can do. And everyone's looking for stuff. Everyone is looking for stuff because of the stuff that is available. A lot of it is backed up and... You know, if you can find a little something else to do that not everyone's going to, that might be kind of cool. Yep. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out. This is from Amanda Davis, who emailed me and said, Dear President Steve, I want, I would love to give my dad, Joseph Melvin, a shout out. He is receiving his last chemo treatment December 2nd. That yeah. is today. And I am thrilled to say he is cancer-free. He was diagnosed with lymphoma back in March, which was the beginning of COVID. And our family's taking extra precautions and we do not see much of each other in person. We've been listening to the show since the Y100 days. And you guys always put a smile on our face, even on the hardest days. And we are forever grateful. So a shout out. Absolutely. Yeah. Amanda to Joseph. Congratulations. Does he get to ring a bell today? Is that uh, what that is? Usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the last treatment, right? Yeah. You get to do that. Depends on the hospital. And there it own. is. <laughs> there. Let's do it for him. You yeah. know, when my brother went through chemo, he um, he never rang the bell. He ripped the IVs out of his arm himself, like about five <laughs> minutes before the last bag was emptied, and he was like, "I am done." Oh <laughs> and wow! He wow. Down. That was wow. it. Everybody's got their own little ritual. <laughs> got their own thing. That. Wow. 
Hey, real quick, I want to touch on this, and we don't have to go crazy deep on this, but we had the story earlier about Ellen Page coming out as transgender and is now known as Elegant Page. Uh, identifies as non-binary. Said she was inspired by your name, Preston, or he. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do have this connection now. Now you have a cool. Uh, but I know that uh, Nick had some questions, and and we we kind of briefly talked about it, and and you know what, what exactly do these terms mean? And I can actually speak from a little bit of experience on this, and and I will tell you this: um, my son identifies as pansexual. And I right. spoke to him last night and I was, I was, you know, hey, do you mind if I mention this on the air? Because I didn't want to talk about his private life without right. you know, asking him first. So pansexual means that he can be attracted to anyone, does not base on their sex whatsoever. It's more the person right. as opposed to what they identify as, uh, as far as I know. So listen, I'm no expert on this stuff, but I'm just telling you what, what I've learned. So he dates and has been dating for quite some time someone who identifies as male. And my son calls his boyfriend, who is physically female, he, her, he, and him, and we do as well, and has changed his name. Uh, so I've had experience in this, and 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 we love him. He's great. He's awesome. They have a wonderful relationship. Did I did I meet him? Uh, uh, I don't know if at the met him. at the Burke Kreischer. No, no, that's that's uh, Carter's friend. Okay, who also identifies. As uh, is transgender now okay. and has come out with a new name and, and right. new pronouns and this whole thing. So there is if, if you're if you haven't experienced this in your life, there is adjustments that you have mm-hmm. to get used to. There are things uh, if, if you're older, especially that you that are odd at first. But when you start to get into the groove, it feels more natural and you understand and you have respect for this type of thing. So the way transgender I understand it is that it doesn't have to do who it doesn't have to do with who you're sexually attracted to. It doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with what you feel you are inside. You may be biologically male, but feel that you're fit psychologically, for lack of a better term, female. You may also feel like you're both male and female. Um, and if you change the way you are physically to feel the way you are inside, you are considered transitioning. Now that can be some change their hair, their clothing, their name. Some do hormone therapy or surgery, but you don't necessarily have to do that. But this is called transitioning, and so the and and this all falls under the umbrella of the term queer, which is which can mean because I've been curious about what queer means as well. Well, and right. you're, you're so I mean, so listen. So let me explain just yeah. a little bit further. So queer can mean essentially if you, if you're not um, uh, hetero and monogamous. Anything outside of that can fall underneath the queer umbrella. Right. Okay. So, so there's a lot of terms. There's a lot of things that people may not understand, but it's nothing to be afraid of, in my personal opinion. So my my take in, uh, and I, this is the way I've always been, is that you do you. What makes you happy? Yes. I, I'm 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 more. I think also a lot of ground could be covered. There, I I, I sense a lot of militancy on both sides for some reason sure uh, and Listen, I, there's extremes I, 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 on both sides of any and i and stand. i think that you know understand that if there's a, a, a mislabeling or occasionally or you forget your trip up that it's not an act of aggression that sometimes you're you know i i just did it before by saying it's just a slip yeah, and, yeah. and it's not always rooted in in a, in in, in, in I, I listen there are two things i always say 
You do you, and I don't give a rat's ass. Like, like I'm conducting my own life. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. That's great. And understand that sort of, that, that you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, like but we, also a correction is not also a, an act of aggression, right? right? So... So that's another thing is is when you are corrected, right. you might feel like, oh, you're you're calling me out. No, depending, no, on the tone, yeah. depending on the tone. Sure. And it goes both sure. ways. So that's why people need to be made aware of these types of things. And listen, it, it just, just cool heads and it's all good. And oh, I, no, nobody's trying to hurt anybody. I, I want people to be happy. Yeah, and yeah. I can only imagine that if you've had a situation where you haven't felt you've been able to be you, God bless you. You found your, like I look at Chaz Bono. He seems thrilled. Yeah. Right. God bless. Yeah. That's what, whatever the deal is. And so, and so to me that, you know, the one thing is that as, as things start to get brought out and, and, and nomenclature is altered a little bit, I want to be, uh, thank you. Cause I need, I, I want to be yeah. aware of, and hopefully people who are in this realm will understand that for people who are not, it can be okay. We're getting there. It's okay to have questions. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and, uh, and I think a lot of people are afraid to ask. Well, I am. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm especially afraid to ask in public forums like on the radio or on Twitter because I'm afraid of the blowback of it. But mostly I just want to be educated. I, mm-hmm. I'm a 45-year-old white guy who's led a pretty sheltered life. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. And, You're not and, white. <laughs> I am. Uh, and, I, you know, I grew up in the in the main line. So, I, I you know, right. I have my own upbringing, but don't. Um, uh, when I ask a question, I'm only asking because I'd like to get educated. I like learning more. And, for example, the word queer used to be a very offensive term, you know, and right. so it, it's right. evolved. The terminology like sure. that has evolved. I do have a question about the name um, because um, Elliot Page, uh, I, I've heard that you don't it's not even proper to at all ever refer to him as Ellen. Um, and so uh, there's th- something called dead naming, which I wasn't aware of until yesterday. But yeah. correct, th- some, yeah. Some people I, don't like that. It's it's a term. I I don't really like the term dead name. And I told this to my son uh, not that long ago because uh, to me that's kind of a slightly offensive to the, the the parents that chose this name for the child. I I don't like the word dead. I I, I maybe former name retired. or something or retired name or something like that. Dead is kind of a harsh term. But listen, it's semantics. Okay, mm-hmm. I, and, and I get it. Um, so yeah, there's, it's a learning curve for a lot of people. I'm just happy now that, that it's, uh, that, that people who have been afraid to be who they feel they really are can now do it. Totally. You know, if you go back, you know, 30, 40 years, I mean, hell, listen, man, I, I grew up and I'll, I'll freely admit this, that, that when I, the era that I grew up in was very homophobic. I was raised in, in that type of environment and I had those I was just taught to kind of be that way, to be afraid of or to not like things that were foreign to me like that. I have changed way uh, in, in, in a huge way over the years, and uh, which is why I also think social media is pretty messed up. And, you're, uh, you know, if, if you start posting really strong beliefs that you have when you're younger, you may really change your mind later mm-hmm. on in mm-hmm. life after experiences yeah. and meeting people and so on and so forth. So well, they also need to consider that when we go back in someone's timeline and looking at old stuff. Yes, you can change over time. And the bottom line is, Nick, is don't go to social media to try to get your answers and be educated. What you need to do is YouTube. You need to talk to, yeah, go to YouTube. <laughs> you need to talk and learn yeah, from the people themselves. And that's yeah. that's what taught me that's where my life turned around and my personal beliefs, and and people may completely disagree with it, but I remember once I started to have gay friends, and they started to go, you know, I remember saying to one going, you know, man, when I see it, when I see two guys kissing, it's, it's gross to me. And he turns to me and goes, well, how do you think I feel when I see a man and a woman kiss? And I was like, ding! I'm yeah. like, 
I oh. never thought about it that way. You know, so there are things to learn. Listen, throughout throughout my life, my, my parents, we called them uncles. Al and Ira, the gay a gay couple was was you know uh, the friends of the family. I loved the they would come over all the time. They were you know. And so that was again the, the the mindset was always if you're happy and you're not hurting anybody yes. and you're not doing something against somebody's will and you're not hurting animals and you're not you whatever uh, you know that's it I'm staying out of your business you know I think the one thing that I'm scared of is offending though is, is that I'm not quite sure when to say him or her and. Yeah. Does it change or does it not? Like, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like I, I almost uh, I almost don't know when to say it. So it's like I just don't want to talk about it because I don't want to sound stupid. So Kay. I think educating myself, like Nick said, is really what's important. Kathy, I've seen, believe it or not, so, you know, I, I spend, I'm always diving in for stories and stuff and getting, uh, you know, checking out uh, YouTube and all the stuff we shouldn't be doing. But we have to because we're, we're kind of trying to get a pulse on everything that's going on. And I've seen some 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 very... Uh, um, vocal uh, people, you know, in, in the queer community, s- s- saying, saying, you know, c- coming forward to say, you don't. They understand, you don't have to be scared. right? Yeah. And, and in other words, in other words, taking a very mollifying tone, like we get it, we get it's complicated. Don't worry, uh, you know. So because a lot of times you're 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 thinking, oh, uh, this is gonna this is gonna blow up. I see so many people who who are of of the ilk like, hey, we want to make we want to make it as accepting as possible. We understand it's an adjustment. We want to work with you. So that mindset's out there. Yeah, right? I mean, I get that. And like when we talked about RuPaul the other day, like I wasn't quite sure if I say him or her. Right. And listen, we're going to make mistakes, and and there just has to be patience on all sides. It just yeah. has to be patience and understanding and openness, and if we can move forward with that. I think yeah. it would be all good. One situation that really confused me initially was the uh, the blowback against J.K. Rowling, and I didn't quite understand why so many people were upset with her. And uh, I love J.K. Rowling. I think she's a fantastic writer. The, the world of Harry Potter means a lot to me personally. And, and people really came down on her hard, and I didn't get it. And also there's this thing of, like, hero worship, right? So I look at this person who I think is incredible, and people are really being critical of her. And I was like, oh, you can't be critical of her. She's great. Uh, so that's on me. But a lot of people came to her defense. But then you start yeah. reading about why people were attacking her and why people are so sensitive about it. And you're like, oh, all right, there's a case to be made there. And so it just speaks to this larger issue of trying to find ways to educate yourself without upsetting people during that process and without um, without offending. And it's it's so difficult to slalom and navigate. But I, you're right, Preston. The best way to, to educate is just by having conversations. Yeah. Uh, and I hear people uh, having the, the, the question of which pronoun to use. Mm-hmm. If you're confused, just use their name. Yeah, just or, use their name. I do, I, I'll go one better. <laughs> I, I just don't talk to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm too busy. Yeah. Hey, guy, that's terrific. You got yeah. your pronouns, the whole thing. I'm going to go home now. I want to watch uh, The Mandalorian. Right, right. Uh, but uh, Ellen, now Elliot Page, uh, coming out, this is... This is big. This is uh, the, the I, I think the biggest, the biggest star at this point that has come forward, yeah. and not a big surprise either. No. I mean, uh, Ellen had always said that she was gay, yeah, uh, and now she is Elliot and comes out as a transgender and is he, and it's just something that you know we're we'll make a mistake here and there, and eventually we'll get used to it. That's it's what you know happens. So. Uh, peace and love to all. There we go. And uh, and I think we'll all. I think we're all going to be okay. 
Yeah. So, uh, but but there are always questions, and there will be, and that's that's the way that it is. There's a learning curve, and eventually we're all going to figure it out. So, anyway, thought we would address that, touch on that. Thank you guys for the calls on the line. I don't want to spend. We figured it all out. We got it all figured, <laughs> figured out. It all out. No, I'm sure I messed something up along the way, and no, I'm certain. Yes. I'm certain that is. But and please be understanding to Preston, and please be understanding in general. <laughs> yeah, know. You know, you got it from a source that's near and dear to you, so that my should son. speak for something. Absolutely, my my yeah. My eyes have been open to a lot of things over the last few years, and I'm and I'm happy for it. The so. one thing you refuse to do, though, is make beer at home. <laughs> <laughs> when I can just go to the store yeah. and buy it, you know, right. I don't see the need. All right, um, I did want to know. We have Kathy's holiday activities coming up. Um, we're going to get to that at about eight fifteen or so. But I wanted to touch on a couple of uh, holiday-type things real quick. I do have a, a few things that hey, I saw. Rudolph was on last night. Uh, it was? Yes. Okay. Oh. On PBS? CBS. Oh, CBS. So CBS had it. And, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, PBS is, has uh, Charlie Brown Christmas for free, I think, up for a while. Yeah. But uh, it's it, to me, it was just a tick too early for Rudolph. I, uh, Rudolph, yeah. I, I think, within the, the two weeks of Christmas. Because I, for me, as a kid, I always remember... Um, you know, I'd be terrified at the end when Santa was coming. If 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 should I go to bed now? You know, in, in anticipation. <laughs> I but, love that. Um, you know, I was kind of feeling that, like the house is decorated, the Christmas lights are up, but I don't feel like it's the Christmas season. Well, you know, so, you know, we're you, missing Kathy. Also, we, the, our, our our standard and and for me, oddly, and maybe it's for you as well. The camp out for I, hunger. You know what? Yeah. Is that what it is? I think like, it really I, is. It's. I don't know what it is, but like mm. something to me is not. Like I just don't feel like it's holiday time. So you say like it's it's not uh, it's too soon for Rudolph. But like I'm trying every, like we watched Elf last night. I'm yeah. trying everything yeah. I can to be in the holiday spirit because I just don't feel like it's time yet. Yeah, I kind of have that too. Well, listen, it's also been a little bit warmer than normal, so yeah, that's you know true. that, that kind of doesn't put us in the right frame. We get a bunch of Hallmark movies. I'm loving the decorating. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, so to me, and I think I see, I actually see more Christmas displays up at homes early this year than I've seen in other years. One of the things that I look forward to every year, actually, is the Hershey's Kisses commercial <laughs> with the ringing, you know, yeah, the, the Hershey's. At the end. <laughs> 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 this year, the ad has been changed for the first time in th- over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. They've changed the ad. Well, you remember like when they changed the Coca-Cola recipe. That works really well. Well, <laughs> instead of finishing the song and one of the kisses wipes its brow in exhaustion with the little piece of paper, the right, piece yeah. of paper. What they did, And I haven't seen this yet, but I just read this story this morning. A young girl's hand appears plucks up one of the kisses, and the camera pans to a little girl making <laughs> making a, uh, making a peanut butter blossoms with her father. Oh, oh that's cute. Things. Are those the peanut butter cookies where yeah. you put it in the middle? Okay. You know what? Yeah. So I'm not... I, I'm, uh, yeah, they I, still have the, the original part of it. No, and that's, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And sometimes they screw with commercials, mm-hmm. uh, like Jake from State Farm, and I think they, they, they kind of ruined that one. Uh, you know, uh, but the... Um, uh, I, I like this. This is cute. I like it because I like those cookies. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I accept the commercial because of the cookies involved. I do like those cookies. I don't know, but they but they don't have the... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They, they need to add Play that. it over again. Uh, we're watching here. They there. She picked they it up. They left out that... <laughs> yeah, she picked, she picked it up before the... Uh, <laughs> we're watching the video wait there. Wait a second. In the studio. So. Wait a second. Uh, but... Um, 
apparently when the ad started airing last week, some people took social media to express that they disliked the commercial being changed after so many years. Do you want to hear it? Yes. All right, here you oh, go. Is this it? Yep. <clears throat> So they, they took out a lot of that. Well, well, maybe I'm not so happy with it yeah, now. Yeah. It maybe it was better with the sound off. I've not been mollified. But... <laughs> 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 um, it's not at all Christmassy. <laughs> I, <laughs> you yes. know what? For me, also, I got to see a Hess truck commercial. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. I've got to see the uh, the Santa on the electric razor. Yeah, truck, Hershey's released a response, though. In part, it says, "Go for, f yourself." <laughs> for viewers who love the original version, don't worry; it hasn't gone away forever. Our hope this season is that our updated version not only harkens back memories of the original kisses bells tune, but also brings a genuine feeling of heartwarming uh, to life with images of holiday baking between. A father and a daughter. You. So I don't know if they, the original is going to be around somewhere. Is this the original? Nah. No. You're cool with it, Kathy? Yeah. But apparently they still will show the original commercial in <laughs> certain places. What the hell is going on? I don't know. <laughs> That's part of the. <laughs> Um, there was another uh, Christmassy story that I saw. Home Depot is selling an over-the-top faux Christmas tree this year that actually releases fake snow into no. the air. No, I see all sort of, sorts of... Oh, and what do they use? Ground-up asbestos. Uh, the... <laughs> The Fraser Hill Farm snowing tree comes in. Uh, that's like a, that's like an that's like, that's like a, a, an ejaculating tree. It oh comes in uh, black, which is uh, six and a quarter feet tall, or the classic green, five and a half feet tall. Wow. Both have artificial snow that is blown through the center of the tree, where that's, it falls yeah, over the no. branches. Then it's collected at the umbrella base of the tree, uh-huh. and it recycles it and, and oh, it keeps going. That's like a Prince, Prince's yeah. guitar yeah. in Purple Rain. Right. Yeah. Yes, where it shoots out yeah. into the crowd. Yeah, I, it's I, too much with glitter. We we don't need snow added onto it. Kathy, and what about when the cats see that start to happen? Well, so let's, yeah, right, exactly. That'll be mm. a nightmare. So I just bought for the first time a flocked tree. What's that? Uh, which is like it oh. kind of looks like snow is on it. It's we a flocking to, tree. We used to flock. We we had flocked a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're alone. I was tree flocker. Yeah, I flocked a tree. No, my mom, my mom wanted to make sure that we that we had a flocked tree, yeah. and so we had to do it ourselves. Kathy, my God, oh, was that a difficult was that a difficult process? Well, so Preston, I actually I flocked all over. It. Oh my, you God. did I, yeah. flock all over. Yeah. I know. Um, I did a little research, and yes, like basically everyone suggested just buying it flocked and not doing it yourself. Yes. Um, but Steve, the cats. Oh, this is the first time I've had an artificial tree. Yeah. Uh, the cats won't leave it alone. They're licking the yep. flock off. Of the tree. Yeah, right. we have we have a fake tree at home, and our cat climbs up it every year, and it's just we, we've given up. We don't even bother trying to stop her. So let me tell you this: I have nine cats, mm-hmm. and we have not had a cat go up into a tree. How do you stop it? Uh, I, they they all sort of follow each other. They're more they, their big joy yeah. is to lay on the on the yeah. uh, 
the wrap at the bottom of the tree I'll under the lights. Me too, Steve. It's also right by the... Ra- That's why we had to go artificial, Kathy, because the perfect place for the tree in the house is right in front of our old-style 1880 radiator yeah. It, it would have turned any tree to kindling, any, any natural tree. So that's where the cats congregate. So okay. they don't want to F with where they hang. And by the way, when I say me too, I don't mean I'm laying under the tree. I mean our cats <laughs> are laying <laughs> under the tree. Mm. Oh, look at her. She looks... Uh, there's something. Look at this. There's a bit of ivy down there. Uh, according to uh, the Fraser Hill Farm Snowing Tree, a description says... Not only does this tree come pre-strung with warm LED lights, a (laughs) final tree topper, and a light assortment of tree ornaments, uh, saving plenty of room for your own, but it also produces a flurry of self-containing faux snow that trickles down down each branch and uh, creates a natural snowy scene. The tree also has built-in speaker at its base. It can play 25 popular holiday songs. Dude, I love that. Interesting. Just a... The quick question, and maybe it's your question, Casey. How do you? How are you? Can you in- ensure that it's not going to exceed yeah. the diameter of the umbrella and That's be spraying all over your floor? Well, mine isn't a question. Mine is that the umbrella looks stupid at the bottom. They need to do something better to collect said. Have you ever seen condensation? Like they'll use what looks like a decorative Christmas drum head. Yeah, and they'll they'll put it around at the. I don't know what they call it, Preston, but it's kind of a, a standing circular, yeah. for lack of a better term, wall decorative wall that goes underneath the thing and uh, that could be something but yeah, I'm, yeah in case i agree with you it looks like it's it dumb. looks like your tree has dandruff yeah. is uh, it I, I, all right this might be a, a dumb question is it actually like like uh frozen water snow or is it no, no? i no. guarantee okay. you it's something like like styrofoam ish yeah, yeah uh, well then screw that like you no, said then. steve asbestos asbestos <laughs> or, or ground up uh, prescription drugs no, like I told you, it, it it's blown through the center of the tree. It falls, the branches collected in the umbrella base, and then it uses it over again. So it's not, right. yeah, it's not frozen. If I could decorate my house in just Christmas trees and just decorate the Christmas trees, like have like ten trees in my house, I would do it. Like I think that that also add that to my list. Like I could probably do that as a job. Kathy, when we were growing up, my and this is where I get it from. My mother uh, was a massive Christmas fanatic, and we had a decorated tree on every floor of the house. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, I love your mom. Yeah, we do I, too. Yeah. I want to someday. This would be a goal of mine is to be part of the uh, decorating team at the White House. Oh. I could do that. You could do that? I could absolutely do that. You might be able to rearrange that. You know what? What about... The, listen, you should you should look into some of the. You're, well, you're going to reveal a whole bunch of locations in your Christmas activities. Yeah. You know what? What? What if one of them were to get a, a celebrity Christmas tree decorator one year? I mean, I, I mean, you, yeah. Well, there, there, um, there actually is a local woman who headed the um, the White House decorating under. I think it was one year under the Clinton administration. Yeah. Um, but she she's local and she wrote a book about it. And uh, the book is. Pr- I mean, it's pretty interesting. Oh yeah. For, you know who I'm talking about? I do, right? yeah, Kathy. Actually, I, I have that book for some reason in my collection. It's, it's, it's holding up a coffee table. Uh, well, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I mean, it, like, no, it, Steve, you you would actually enjoy, enjoy it. It, it, it goes I, yeah. back. It goes back years and years. It goes through yeah. all of the presidential, uh, all of the presidents I and the like wives, who, yeah. and their different styles, and you know what they decorated with and why. And it, it's there's a lot of cool. history attached to it. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, it's just not the most magical. That a tree lit up, done upright in your house is the most soothing. Oh my God, warm. That's cool. Wonderful thing. I just pl- you know, and and so the one tree then, that I that I put up the other day is already pre lit. Like all the lights are already on it. 
Hey. And that's I couldn't wait to just plug it in and turn the lights on. Why do you think you guys think Nick leaves it up year-round? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, Come on. Just it's warm. Gorgeous. It's inviting. It's beautiful. Are you going to get the Peter North drink? I, oh, oh, my, my God. God. No. <laughs> wait, by the way, real quick. Her name is Colleen Christian Burke. Uh, and okay. she's at by Colleen on Instagram, and yeah, her uh, her book. She has all the details uh, okay. on her page about her book. But um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I have a question, Case. Do we need to take a break? Yeah, so we, we do. Can come back yeah. for Fox Good Day. All right, I had another story, but we'll get to oh, it another man. time. We got plenty of time before Christmas. Wait, we, can can we go straight through? Did you make a Peter North Pole joke hey. last year? <laughs> okay, <laughs> just want to make sure. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Peter North Pole. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to take right. a break. Go. We're going to come back in a moment. We will go live on Fox Good Day. We will also have the Bizarre File when we return. So stay there. We will be back in a moment. And over again, quarter after eight, Kathy's holiday activities yeah. are coming up. Yeah. Back in a moment. Stream MMR wherever you are. On WMMR.com. Our mobile app on your smart speaker. And at Radio.com. We're going to go live on uh, Fox Good Day in just a few seconds, so that will be happening. We will get to traffic in a little while, 7.57 on this Wednesday morning. Uh, some giveaways coming up with our friends, the Irish Rover Station House. It is home to the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff. Mm. So we'll get to that in a moment. Here comes music, and we're going on Fox. 7.57. Okay, we're getting to Preston and yes. Steve. Hello. Uh, this is going to be an interesting topic. Social media <laughs> has ranked the worst zodiac signs to be in a relationship with. Oh. So if you look at the hashtag worst relationship, Apparently, there's general consensus. Um, before I say what the worst sign is, I want you guys to weigh in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have to recuse. Zodiac signs make a difference. Oh, Joe K. Preston, do you believe zodiac signs make a difference? Oh no, I think they're a bunch of uh, ridiculous. Hooey and hokum. Hooey uh-huh. is the exact <laughs> word I was going to use. But I do know, you know, I, hey, I'm an Aquarian, and when I hear something about Aquarius, I'm like, bing, you know, I listen, but I don't uh-huh. pay it any heed. I'm an octogenarian. Octogenarian. So. <laughs> um, I'm a Gemini, and I'm, I have my suspicions about oh, what is. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. All right. You're a Gemini, yeah. Alex. Lay it down. Yeah, Gemini is the worst zodiac sign to be in a relationship with. Uh oh. Yeah, this this one's contrary to uh, you know what happens is someone sitting around Bill uh, write something that says Gemini is the worst and, and just put it out there because I happen to think I've always heard that Gemini is a good a good zodiac sign to be involved with what? if you Where believe. Have you heard that? I've heard that from uh, you know the same people who told us that eggs were bad for us and then told us eggs were good for us. Mm. So, uh, but because there's there's a, a little bit more empathy, you know, where the, the two personalities supposedly it's all based on voodoo. You know, you hit right on it because this is how you're described: two faced demons who often exhibit <laughs> duplicitous behavior. What, My God, what Sagittarian scum put this list together? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, Sagittarius also is part of the top three. Uh, and Scorpios. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was going to say Scorpio. I've heard that before. My wife is a Scorpio, so oh. I think that that's just it's that. It, no. It blows his no. list away. She's no. a sweetheart. So. Listen, we everything we do on the show is based around Stonehenge. That's the one thing you can believe in. <laughs> That's right. But not the Zodiac stuff. It's, it's, it's Casey, crazy. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. Are you a lover scorn? Who, me? Yeah. No. I, no? I don't even know what that means. Um, oh, come no. on. What, what, what's, what's your sign again? You are? I'm a cancer. Nick's yeah. a cancer as well. Now, what I find interesting about me and my love life is I really have only dated, like, Two signs. Um, what? Uh, yeah, yield so, uh, <laughs> and murder. A, a yield sign, which um, no. Uh, one is uh, the Taurus, uh, Taurus Aries, like somewhere around there, and right. then also my my wife is a, is a Libra. So I really have only dated like 
people with birthdays around those times. Wow. I don't know well, if that's... Uh, is that by choice or chance? <laughs> There we go. That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're just maybe you're drawn to those actors. Well, Alex, are you drawn to a particular zodiac sign? Not really. I, I I'm a Taurus, and uh, people say this is a Taurus response. When people ask me my sign, I say I cannot be defined by when I was born. That's not fair. Which right. I told awful. you. <laughs> I knew there was a connection between me and you, Alex. And <laughs> that's it. You guys can't fight it. It was meant to be. Yeah. My friends say Leos are pretty bad too. I've heard a lot about Leos. I'm so, a Leo. So the... Oh, <laughs> that's awkward. There you go. <laughs> Very awkward. It's gonna get awkward after this eight o'clock. Uh, wait, wait for the flutes of champagne to come out. By the end of the show. Yeah, it'll be nice. <laughs> we have an announcement. <laughs> well, it's good to see you guys. Good to see and you. it's good to know. Thanks, yeah. guys. We appreciate All right, have it. A good one. All right, take care. So, we'll see you later. Right. Uh, by, by the way, Kathy, what's your what's your sign? Yeah, I wasn't sure if they could hear me or not, so I right. wasn't gonna yeah. uh, pipe in. I am a Virgo. A Virgo. The Virgin. Mm. Mm. Isn't that what the Virgo is? I mean, that's what I always said. Right. Okay. And then <laughs> Marissa, that's what your mother always said. What about you, Marissa? What is your astrological sign? I'm a Leo. Ah, you guys. Okay. Marissa and I are like the split. Our birthdays are two days apart, so she is the end of Leo, and yeah. I'm the beginning of Virgo. So, would you, 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 does she then qualify for being on the cusp of Virgo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, they so. actually listen. Years ago, they changed uh, the the dates, and so I was a Leo for like a hot minute, and then they changed it back. Oh, really? I mean, that yeah. shows you the viability of all this crap, right? right? Case like in, I think it was like in the '90s or something like that. I it, didn't it, know that. Yeah, it was oh. so dumb. What, what, what? Do you know that? So the, for me, the the Gemini thing is is creativity because that's that's what I always hear. There, the positive stuff. There's a a documentary on Netflix that I saw that has to do with uh, astrological signs, and I've forgotten the name of it. But there was this guy in Puerto Rico, and I right. think he came to fame in the '70s or '80s, maybe even into the '90s. I forgot his name, Steve. Like Liberace would look at him, go. I know exactly you're talking that's about. That's a bit much. It was the he was the wildest character I've ever seen, and he was insanely famous in the Puerto Rican community. Like, revered, yes, revered. Yeah, and and Casey, who would wear these huge like Elton John type outfits really? on the show, huh. and he was very yeah. he was very flamboyant and, and, and pasty white. Yeah, yeah, pasty yeah. white, really wild looking guy. And and his thing was the astrological predictions of the day. And and like Man, Manu, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. was a big fan. Okay, and, and they brought him in to meet him, huh. and he was just like beside himself. Yeah, Walter Mercado. That's yes. it. And he was like, like your day would stop. Until you would, your astrological science predictions were. Do you know what it was revealed, though? At the end, Casey, he was getting all of the predictions from Town Talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Um, I think Marcus might be. Uh... Walter McCarter? No, I know. I think he might be one of those uh, astrological sign guys. I Does, think you're right. Yeah. I think he's mentioned I, that I, before. I feel like yeah. he. Pierre he, does a little bit, right? Tweets that stuff quite often. I think Pierre believes in the um, in, in the planets and their, their positions and in, in, in stars and Celestial like influence. Yeah, I think he does to some extent. Because he's always talking about Mercury right. being in retrograde. And That's the only thing I know. 
Uh, but I'm not sure how he feels about the, um, the Zodiac and, and all that. So, all right, interesting. Uh, we need to take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic because we skipped that at the top. Let's do it now. Kathy, what's going on this morning? We've got an accident now on the Blue Route northbound. Jams Route 1 to Broomall. Actually, uh, just cleared. So uh, that is good news. 95 southbound. Jams Cotman to Bridge. Once you get to the Vine, westbound slowing to Ben Franklin Parkway. To the Schuylkill, Schuylkill eastbound. So is Kajahawken into Belmont, Montgomery to Spring Garden. Westbound side, University to the Vine Expressway. Uh, and then in New Jersey, 295 southbound at Arena Drive in Hamilton Township, there's an accident off to the shoulder. 55 northbound slows Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Lowe's. Don't miss Lowe's. Provember season of savings event now through 12-2. They have deals on brands like DeWalt, Spider? Uh, I think I've been saying Snyder. Is it Snyder or Spider? I think it's Spider. Okay, Spider. Uh, and Metabo HPT plus events. You won't want to miss Lowe's, the new home for pros. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Hi, right, thanks, Kathy. Oh, man, I got a text that said Walter Mercado died last year. Oh. oh what a bummer. Let's do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. It's all torn up. Presents Kristen Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre. I did not see that coming. I <laughs> Need to make a transition, and I did it. All right. Uh, am I good to go? You're good right. to go. Let's dive into the stories. Uh, a Thanksgiving dinner turned violent after a man reportedly made an unsuspected visit to his ex-wife's family gathering where she brought her new lover. Uh-oh. Uh, officials say... They were called to a home at about 5.15 p.m. The incident stemmed from an ex-husband coming over because he was upset about the Thanksgiving celebrations at the home and went to confront his ex-wife, who was there with her apparent new excuse me, new partner. This the, is my lover. The unidentified suspect got into an argument with a family member where he took out a gun and began shooting. Wow. At least two people were shot with one person shot in the hand and another one was shot in the buttocks. Uh, another family member... Uh, took out his gun and shot the suspect a couple of times as well uh, before taking off and reportedly drove himself to the hospital. When you're sitting around with your family, where does everyone keep their guns? I it, I do like a, an ankle holster. You know, keep it down there. Uh, another family member, uh, well, I'm sorry, the one of the victims who was shot in the buttocks is... Yes, sir. Bit me directly in the buttocks. Is expected to be in stable condition. Meanwhile, the person who was shot in the hand was treated at the scene, did not need to be taken to the hospital. The suspect, however, was found and taken to the hospital where he's being treated for serious trauma and life-threatening injuries. Uh, the unidentified suspect could face at least two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, but will depend on homicide investigators' uh, decisions. They are not going to charge the other guy because he acted in self-defense. Sure. A Virginia woman was arrested after police say she opened fire on a vehicle that had crashed in her backyard. Uh, police say that they were dispatched just for 1130 Saturday night for reports of shots fired. The caller was 74-year-old Nancy Blow. Nancy uh, Blow? Uh, B-L-O-U-G-H. All right, let's Blow, go with that. Blow? I'm going with Blow. Uh, who said that she woke up to a vehicle crashing into things in her backyard, including her vehicle. So... Police say she took out her gun and started shooting at the car. <laughs> shot the car. She thought it was an invasion. Uh, you she, shot at a bitch. She was striking it as it attempted to leave the area. The suspected occupant of the vehicle, Caitlin Yance, uh, was found nearby unharmed and charged with being intoxicated in public. Police say an investigation is still uh, ongoing. Blow is charged with reckless discharge of a firearm and unlawful discharge of a firearm into an occupied vehicle. So they're both in trouble. <laughs> An Allegheny County man is in prison after state police say he called for help after running out of gas in a stolen SUV. 
You got to check your gas level. Uh, Daniel M. Riza called state police and asked for assistance after running out of gas in a gray Audi, but... When he was told a trooper was responding, he said he didn't want an officer, and then he hung up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Frank Caller, hey. Uh, Rizzo nah, I stole it. was on old route, to, uh, route 22 in Junietta Township and parked on state game land. When state police were on their way, a Pennsylvania state game warden arrived. The trooper also learned as he drove to where Reza was parked that a gray Audi had been reported stolen in Altoona earlier that day. Police noted Reza was out of the vehicle and talking to the game warden when they arrived and checked on the SUV's make, model, vehicle identification number, and registration confirmed it was indeed stolen. Oh, man. Reza mm. was charged with a felony count of receiving stolen property, by the way. Hey, hello. Lance! Vincent! I'm in big f- trouble, man. <laughs> It's it's a long call. That's, that's the prank caller yeah. clip. Yeah. Molly Everett Gibson may only be less than one month old, but she has already made history, weighing six pounds, 13 ounces. Molly, who was born on October 26th to parent Tina and Ben Gibson, spent more than 27 years frozen as an embryo before being transferred to his mother, her mother's uterus on February 10th. So the, the longest yeah. frozen embryo was brought to full term. Yes, it is the wow. a new rec- known record for the longest frozen embryo to ever come to birth. Uh, the previous record... The, the previous record was set by her sister, Emma Wren Gibson, who was born in 2017. Emma had been frozen for more than 24 years. Why the big delay? Uh, you know what? I, they didn't give details on... Were they going for the record? donated the eggs or anything? Or No, uh-uh. Emma had been frozen for almost 24 years, and both she and her sister were frozen together as embryos. Both the embryos are behind a slice of wedding cake in the freezer. <laughs> uh, so they are full genetic siblings. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty wild. Now, so that, I mean, that seems a bizarre amount. You could see, like, maybe five or six years, maybe even ten years. And I think that the mother was is 28 years old, which means she was one year old what? when this egg was put in to be frozen. Yeah. I didn't... I, how is that possible? Isn't that wild? I don't it, know. Well, it wasn't from her. It was yeah. from another person. Oh, okay. They yeah. put it in the baby. I yeah. have some friends oh, that are going oh, through oh, this right now, and my friend is uh, is pregnant with uh, an embryo that was frozen. And what I didn't realize, or maybe I'd forgotten, was that um, that embryo already has been... Um, Fertilized? Well, no. It, Not it's, fertilized, it's but... It's been growing for yeah. a little while. So when, when the frozen embryo is then inserted into the uterus, it's progressed a lot longer. So they, they have a name for it already. Like, it's it's much more advanced than the, in you know, a, a normal um, wow. a, a conception would be. How long is the viability on, on, a, on a frozen embryo? At least 27 years. At least 27 yeah. years. We know <laughs> yeah. this now. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's... Yeah, you know, do you, longer you, than steak will last yeah. in your freezer. Are you so. the kind of person who wants to push the boundaries on your embryo? Let's go I, for I know. fifty. I know, yeah. I know, that's the thing. So, but I guess, I guess these boundaries need to be tested along the line to find out where, yeah, where it ends and where it's no longer available. So. That's so bizarre. It is. That's why it's. I mean, a bizarre that's, that's a human being frozen in yes. time. That's yes, really, what that wow. is. We got the gimp. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Why? Okay. Why not? <laughs> right, guys? It just was there. I was so, in the Pulp Fiction. He was already fiction. in the Pulp Fiction section. <laughs> so the maternity ward of the of yeah. res, of uh, Pulp Fiction. Put it all up. I don't know. I didn't go on a Burger King. <laughs> in summation. Yeah. Bring out the game. Okay. All right. Whatever that means. Next story. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I need a big fat magic marker. You got it? What? A magic marker, a, a felt pen, a f- black magic marker. 
I think I think we'll wrap the bizarre oh, fire yeah. Yeah. right there. I think that's um, that's enough. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and we're going to take a break because we're very excited. It is time to roll out Kathy's holiday activities for 2020. If ever there was a year that you needed some proper holiday activity, you need it. This is the one. So we'll get to that when we come back. Make sure that you stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, can you feel it? The excitement? We're getting ready to reveal all those activities you've been dying to know about, but not before we have a little song. Oh, the holiday activities list is here. You know Kathy's been thirsting, researching, and bursting to bring us some cheer. Oh, I can't wait to see what's on the list this year. Maybe potato latkes or fun things for Kwanzaa or even a mix of them both. Though that seems unlikely, it might be fun to see a rabbi in African clothes. African clothes. I have gone so far off track, it is clear. I'm supposed to be telling of all of the fun things Kathy has this year. Kathy's holiday activities. Kathy's holiday activities. Kathy's holiday activities. List is here. How about that, Kyle McCarty? So talented. Now I'm in the mood. Now yeah. I feel like now it's Christmas time. Now you're ready time. for that. All right, thank you, Kyle, for that. That was last year's. It was so good. I, we had Why, to use that yes, song again course. this year. We'll play it when we're done again. Oh, yeah. I love it so much. All right, Kathy, where do we begin this year? Okay, so first I want to say, obviously these oh. times are different, and you know a lot of things, a lot of these activities are going to be different, but just keep in mind, like most of the time, and the reason I started doing these lists was because of the joy it brought to um, my son and my family going out and doing these activities. So keep in mind, 
your kids are supposed to be the center of this. There are a few things for adults, but um, let's make sure that, that we bring the holiday joy into our kids' lives, even though there is a pandemic. Good advice. And I also need to bring into this Acme Markets, the sponsor hey, of Kathy's hey. Holiday Activity hey. 2020, fresh foods and local flavors. So thank you, uh, Acme, for and being need, a part of this. Need we remind you, the super, one of the superstars of the 2020 Camp Out for Hunger. Exactly. And you can go to PrestonandSteve.com for Kathy's Holiday Activities 2020 list. So let's get started. Okay, so we're going to start off with uh, one activity that I've already done. Um, so it is Winter on Broad Street, uh, a holiday light spectacular. Um, and a lot of people have heard about this. It's at the Wells Fargo Center. Um, they blasted it out everywhere. So you've probably seen it already. But let me just tell you, I went out and, and we walked through it. It is great. I wasn't sure what to expect in a parking lot at the Wells Fargo. I kind of thought like, oh, they're, you know, jumping on the bandwagon here. But it's great. I mean, the lights are, I don't know if it's because it's brand new or what, but the lights were so bright. uh, And they sort of went with like, it's it's, um, like Christmas balls, Christmas trees, as opposed to like snowmen and reindeer and things like that, which sometimes that can get complicated. And I think it can take, sometimes takes away uh, from the, you know, the, the decoration that's, or the the display that's out. So um, the lights are so bright. There's 193 larger than life displays, uh, more than a half a million light bulbs, which uh, Jace told me while while we were there because I guess he saw a sign and he read it. Um, So they have a 25 foot reindeer. They've got a 12 foot snowflake. They've got tons of Christmas trees, Christmas balls. Um, In addition to the, to the festive lights, which is great to walk through. We went through twice. Like once you're in, I, I believe you can walk through as many times as you want. We did. Kathy, Um, how much of the park? parking lot is consumed with this uh, so that was a thing driving by you can see it on 95 yeah um it wasn't lit up when we drove by and yeah. i was like oh okay uh once we got there and they turned everything on it's pretty cool and then i was able to drive by again uh when it was lit up and it looks really cool it's it's not a huge part of the parking lot yeah. it's um wells fargo center which faces 95 and it takes up the majority of that side it's um, still big yeah, but think, listen, nothing's going on down there right now except for this. Yeah. So there's plenty of parking, and parking is free. Which oh, is what it's I, awesome. I hate going down there, try to figure out where you're parking. There's other yeah. events taking place. So just know that you're going to go down there, and you're going to have a place to park. So oh. not only um, are the lights spectacular, but they actually have an entire marketplace set up. Um, so there's different, you can do a little bit of Christmas shopping. And what I loved was that um, they have Philadelphia sports teams, holiday merchandise that's only available at the marketplace. So you can't go on. Online and buy it. You have to go to this event uh, to to pick it up. That's very cool. Uh, so that, uh, yeah, we heard this was coming. So you're giving it two thumbs up. Absolutely, it was it was great. We really enjoyed it. Oh, next one. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> I got to be ready on that. Yeah, sorry about that. So this is the second thing. Um, we've actually already done this as well, and I think this is really cool for anybody who is not comfortable because there are still people that are not comfortable leaving their house. They want to stay in. They don't want to go to the mall to get a picture with Santa. It's a virtual Santa visit. And again, it was awesome. So it's jinglering.com. Uh, you can, and again, you can find all the information on uh, PrestonandSteve.com. But jinglering.com is offering a 10-minute one-on-one personalized meeting with the real Santa live from the North Pole. Wow. You can see the toys being made behind him. Uh, and listen, we're positive it was the real Santa because he knew everything about Jace. He knew uh, how well-adjusted Jace has been uh, in, with the hybrid learning and virtual learning. He also asked about the cats that he left us 
three years ago under the tree. Wow, so, he knows. Yeah, he knows. We okay. were we were positive that it was him. Did uh, Annabelle show up at any point? No, and it was. We just went with Santa. Santa. No All right, jumped her. All right, Annabelle. Um, yeah. And listen, another great thing about this is the video conference with Santa allows for four people to watch. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you come from a divorced household, mom and dad are in different you know houses, or That's you great. have grandparents that are in a different state and can't be with you right now, uh, they can tune in and they can watch. And then at the end of it, you get the video and you'll get a group picture sent to you. So honestly, Kathy, I have an I, I have to believe that post um, you know post pandemic, this is going to be something that's going to hang around because that's that gives a great opportunity and people in in you know, different parts of the country to participate in a really sweet thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, it it was uh, it was really cool. And listen, Mrs. Claus is very busy taking care of the elves and the reindeer, oh, yeah. but she can join uh, the visit if you request her ahead of time. Okay. And just a note: so um, the if if you go to the virtual Santa visit website right now. Um, Check if if, if uh, scheduling an appointment isn't working, you can check back later today. They're going to open up more appointments, um, and so you can you can do that later today. So don't give up if you click if you click right now, yeah. and uh, it's not allowing you to make an appointment. So it, it can get overwhelmed, but just revisit it later on. Yes, they All are right. putting more visits up. Okay, number Excellent. three on the list. This is more so for the parents who need a night out. It's Light Up the Vines. So there's something called the Bucks County Wine Trail, and it consists of seven wineries. So they've all come together, and they're going to illuminate for the first time ever the Light Up the Vines, the holiday light event. Yeah, kicks off this Saturday. It looks like there might be a little bit of rain in the forecast. Uh, it's rain or shine, but each winery is decorated in festive lights and will offer a variety of different uh, options. Of course, great wines will be at each one, but uh, there will be food trucks, live music, fire pits, uh, and you know different activities at each winery. So details on what each winery is offering for the kickoff event can be found on the website. Uh, reservations are not required unless you're a party of six or more, but just keep in mind, the fire pits are first-come, first-served basis. Um, space is limited at each winery to uh, allow for adequate social distancing, uh, but the light display will continue through January 2nd. So the information that I gave is just for the kickoff event, which is on Saturday, but they're going to continue this until January 2nd, and they'll update uh, some of the activities that are taking place at each winery on the website. And this is one you have not done yet? No, I'm going to go on Saturday. Okay, though. cool. All right. right, up next, number four. So this is really, really cool. It's a popular activity in itself, um, but they've had to change it up a bit. So it's Maria's Mom's Italian Cookie Cupboard Bake Camp. The Santa Bake Camp uh, at Maria's Mom's is a popular activity for kids and parents. So due to COVID, the shop took their program, uh, and instead of doing it in person, they're packing it up inside a box, and they're going to Zoom it your way for an online baking class. So they send you the uh, the fix-ins, and you do it online. So you actually have to pick it up because... Because oh. um, some of the cookies and some of the stuff that's being used is pretty delicate. Um, so they don't want to ship it and have, you know, the gingerbread house right. and all of that break up. But she's located in Marlton, New Jersey. Uh, Santa joins Maria to instruct the class. Although wow. I've been told that uh, Santa isn't much of a baker and he really just eats all the treats. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This year's theme is Charlie Brown Christmas. So it's giving participants the opportunity to decorate Snoopy's doghouse. Uh, now, that's one one camp. That's one bake camp. You can decorate Snoopy's doghouse or... Uh, Maria is also offering 
Make It and Bake It, which is a box that you can bring home. Uh, there's no Zoom class involved in this. It's just a, a box that includes uh, all the ingredients and all the decorations and uh, all of the instructions that you'll need to make a shortbread Charlie Brown cookie with the Christmas lights and cocoa snowballs. That's pretty cool. You said it's, it's Naked and Bake It? Uh, make it, make and bake it. it. Oh, she said that too at first. I'm yeah. like, hey, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> wow. no, I love the, the Charlie Brown stuff. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And both kits can be picked up at their Marlton, New Jersey location. All of the information on the website. And I spoke to Maria a number of times. She's awesome. Um, J- Jason and I are actually doing one of the camps this weekend. Uh, cool. Up next, Preston, number five. So if you are okay leaving the house, uh, you still want to have your kids bake, there's the Silly Spoons holiday baking classes, and that is in person. So if you have a little chef, a young baker in the family, you're going to love this. So there's holiday-themed classes that are both a child and a parent, and then there's another option where you just drop the kids off. Uh, The Newtown-based Cooking School for Kids is offering weekend classes that will teach your child how to make desserts from scratch. Uh, Reindeer brownie bites, snowman cupcakes, and design your own gingerbread house. Uh, Every class includes the custom-made kit, the recipe, uh, something that you can the kids can take away to eat, uh, and then they, it comes with a chef hat. Huh. Yeah, and it, it's um, it's a school that's all year round, but obviously right now during the holiday season, they're doing holiday classes, but the young chefs utilize a variety of kitchen tools, ingredients, and techniques that build confidence and encourage creativity and fun in the kitchen. This, would, this wouldn't be something for, for like, adults, though. This is something clear for, for kids. kids. Yeah. Just for kids, but, but some of the classes are for parent and child. Okay. okay. Nice. Uh, and space is limited, so if you're interested in this, I would suggest going to the website now and grabbing one of those spots. Nice. Mm-hmm. Preston, up next, number six. Every year, I choose a different holiday train. I think this might be the last uh, that we have to try. There may be one more. Um, okay. But anyway, we're, this year we're going with the Colebrookdale Railroad, which is in Boyertown. Uh, due to COVID-19 restrictions, like all of the other activities, the excursions have been reimagined to be uh, both socially distanced and kid-approved. So we're going to be riding the Santa's Polar Express. There's a number of different excursions you can pick. That's the one that we picked. It's a beautiful train journey, which includes high chocolate cookies for the kids, uh, uh, singing your favorite carols, a gift for every child, and then the opportunity for kids to give their Christmas letter to Santa. Kathy, yeah. how are, the, how are the, the, the different excursions, how are they different from each other? I mean, are some include... Yeah, so so the okay. Polar Express is during the day, uh, and that's, you know, the typical Polar yeah. Express. And then they have the Twas the Night Before Christmas, which is an evening train ride where you'll see lights and things like that. I like that. Ooh, where like you want to do that. or something. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's the pajama train ride. Okay. And then and there's all- an annoying kid you want to bitch slap. Yeah. <laughs> there's always yeah. one. You're going to have some hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And then they actually offer a snowflake special ride, which is um, after Christmas. So it's the 26th through December 31st. Hey, Kathy, I know you mentioned that you do a different one every year. Do you have any idea how many of them there are in our area? So, like, you do have to travel a little bit for some of them. Like, there's one out in Newtown. The one in Westchester I did a couple of years ago. That was great. The Strasburg uh, but, one. Yep. That's, I, you know what? That's the only one, other one that I haven't done. Uh, there's one out in Ringos. Uh, I think it is. Ringos, New Jersey. It's next to Janos and Paul. <laughs> Stop it. Did the, the one in Westchester, did it go into the media area? Because I we did one. It was a long time ago. It's when I lived down that way. Uh, that that went was kind of over by uh, Glenn Mills, um, and, and you know we, what? 
Preston. And I think it went out question. to Westchester and then came back. So I'm I'm not sure. Can Can I, they, I, I, it, it had to have been that. But one. it was so much fun. I mean, they had like a you know a guy playing uh, the banjo. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. Uh, we did that for my son's it was birthday. So much fun. I want to do so, Kathy. Yeah. So right now. Um, I mean this 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 one seems great. Have you, you this is the last one? You have two more to do. You said this one and another one, right? In Strasburg, yeah. Strasburg, but okay. I, I did the Newtown. I did the one in New Jersey. I did um, the the Westchester one. I mean, I really liked all of them. I would. I haven't. Colebrookdale is this year, so I haven't been on it yet. But of the ones that I did do, I really liked Westchester. How, how, how long is the excursion? Um, I think they're about an hour. Wow. Most of them, you know, maybe a, maybe a little longer. I, uh, well, I I have to do one this year. Yeah, there, I'm going to do this one then. And Steve, listen, in in uh, typical Steve Morrison fashion, there is a VIP ticket that you can get <laughs> that is uh, well worth it. I'll just say that. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, and, well, are they going to look at me weird if it's just my wife and I and no kids? No, no. Okay. You, especially if you get the VIP. Yeah. Okay. Because your they wife give you can kids. have a yeah. Your wife can have a drink and no, you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Number seven on the list. So this is the first time they're doing this. First time ever, Diggerland in Westboro, New Jersey, is doing the Holiday <laughs> Drive-Through Light Show. Oh, it's a drive-through. It's a drive-through oh, light cool. show. Yeah. It, okay. So it started on November 18th. It goes through January 3rd. Starts at 5:30 in the evening. Goes till 9:30 every night. Uh, it's about a mile-long course. They said there's hundreds of thousands of lights, holiday displays. Uh, throughout the construction theme park. God, and, I want to go to Diggerland. Uh, yeah, it, it, we we went. They've done so much to it now uh, since we've been there. It was much smaller. They've added a water park. They did a uh, little more digging. Yeah, they did a, a lot more digging. Uh, and now, yeah, they're doing this holiday drive-through. And then uh, afterwards, you can enjoy tasty treats and hot chocolate at the Forklift Cafe. Oh, Forklift, because it. it's heavy machinery. Yeah. You use a fork to eat. Yeah. And you lift it up to your mouth. There you do. Number eight on the list. By the way, this brought to you by Acme Markets. <laughs> okay, so there's three words in the title of this next activity that are probably my favorite words in the world. Mm. Succulent, Christmas, and workshop. Ah. <laughs> so succulent the, Christmas workshop. So it's the succulent Christmas tree workshop. Mm. It's the latest holiday trend oh to go God. viral. <laughs> Uh, I think Mar- I think it was Martha Stewart who posted a picture of this back like in September um, of this succulent Christmas tree, and it just started going nuts. You guys know how the ladies are about succulents. Uh, so I, I squat w- over mine. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Keep going. Just just keep going. Okay. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) So back in the fall, I did the pumpkin succulent with terrarium therapy. And so I sent them a picture of this and I said, hey, uh, you know, do you do this? And she said, no, but let me look into it. Sure enough, the plant-based workshop did a little research and now they're offering in-person and virtual succulent Christmas tree workshops. Kathy, we're looking at at some of this, uh, at least one of these succulent Christmas trees. It looks great. It's cool, right? It's It's pretty cool. So this was another one the day after Thanksgiving. I did this with a friend of mine uh, with terrarium therapy. We did the virtual option. So, uh, you know, it's a Zoom class. You basically log on. They You place your order, and they'll send you a box with everything you need. So, like, all of the succulents, the cone that comes with it, the floral wire, decorative bells, preserved moss, uh, everything you'll need to take the class. And then you just log on, and uh, they go step-by-step step through uh, to take you through it to build this succulent Christmas tree. Um, they also offer in-person, so a lot of their... 
uh, events are held at breweries, wineries, and restaurants. Uh, obviously, the link to their website uh, will be up, and you can click that, and you can sign up for one of the classes. They have two sizes of two size trees. Uh, you can do an eight inch tree or an eleven inch tree. If you're looking at the picture on our website, uh, I did the eleven inch, so mine is the larger of the two. Wow. Uh, the workshop, yeah, they say is a safe and fun way to gather with your loved ones. And they'll ship anywhere in the United States. So the class that we did, there were actually people in California that were doing the class with us. Kathy, do they, uh, so could, could you give something like this as a, as a gift? Yeah, sure. Why not? Right, I mean, yeah. you, you just, here's the thing. They close the, if you're doing the virtual option, they will close the signups because they've got to get everything packed and right, shipped out right. in time for you to have it. Uh, okay. um, so, yeah. So, and, and there's, their classes go into the middle of December. So, uh, yeah, just click on it and, and sign up uh, if you want to take part in that. Okay, number nine. All right. And by the way, all these activities available at PrestonandSteve.com. We're going to Delaware for this one. I like to touch on uh, each state in the tri-state area. The Grand, a nonprofit arts organization, is creating a drive-through light show on Wilmington's waterfront. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful because it reflects yeah. off yeah. the water. Yep. Yeah. Animated displays, interactive music, and holiday cheer is what you can expect uh, to experience during this electric tra- uh, trail. It's only twenty-five dollars a vehicle, so you can pack everyone into a car and pay twenty-five bucks. Uh, you do have to get the tickets ahead of time, and this is a little bit of a shorter drive-through light show. It takes about ten minutes, so maybe if you have kids, this might be a good one for them. And then finally on the list, number ten. Holiday activities. So for me, like. What brings me into the holiday spirit uh, is basically bundling up, get your hat, your jacket, your gloves, bundle up and do some outdoor shopping like at a holiday market. To me, that just screams the holiday season. So what I'm suggesting is to shop local and shop outdoors. Uh, Chestnut Hill Stag and Doe Nights. Okay, I I just heard about this. Yeah, this is getting great reviews. So listen, Chestnut Hill is one of the prettiest neighborhoods, uh, small neighborhoods in the city, and it's absolutely gorgeous during the holiday season. They line Germantown Avenue and the cross streets with beautiful holiday lights and decorations. And then they do the annual Stag and Doe Night, which is every Wednesday night in December. Uh, The evening features extended store hours, holiday specials. You can make your own ornament at the AR workshop uh, and horse-drawn carriage rides. You can also get a glimpse of Santa. There'll be a brass quartet playing on the street. Uh, And Chestnut Hill is also the home to Bread and and Beck's Bakery. Yes. They have a lot of, you know, famous treats, uh, a lot of holiday treats that you can pick up there. Uh, I can imagine that being really, really beautiful. Uh, Because Chestnut Hill, just anytime, uh, you know, in summertime, go walking down the street, it's just a gorgeous village of sorts. That's my jam now. You light it up, it's got to be absolutely stunning. Kathy, Claire, uh, my wife brought this. You know, I know you know my wife is Claire, but I'm saying for people who don't know, (laughs) uh, 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 is uh, she, she had mentioned this. And, and I had no idea they do this, so we're definitely going to go to it. Yeah, Steve, I'm going out to this as well. Uh, and then for the first time ever, the amazing Christmas Village is set up in Ben Salem. So it's at the Neshaminy Square Shopping Center. It's the first year they're doing this, and it's a place, uh, an outdoor market where you can shop, you can eat, uh, and they say you can be merry while you're there as well. Huh. Uh, they kicked off the holiday season with a Christmas tree lighting ceremony. It happened on Friday the 27th. Uh, vendors are selling items such as holiday decorations, toys, homemade decor, and jewelry, uh, and then they also have fresh fresh cut Christmas trees and Christmas flowers. So if you go out, you do a little shopping at the market, you can pick up a Christmas tree as well. Wow. I love them all. Hold on, I'm not done. What? No, I thought, sorry, I thought you raised your hand. No, 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 go ahead. No, so uh, I've got one more. We cannot end this without. Drum roll. Holiday activities. 
an outdoor holiday market, the Christmas Village in Philadelphia. Yeah. The authentic open-air German-style Christmas market at Love Park and City Hall will again return for the 2020 holiday season with a new socially distanced layout. This year's outdoor (laughs) shopping will be set up with a one-way system around the outer limits of Love Park, and masks are required at all times. But, I mean, that's just, you know, that's a favorite to head there. And I just want to make one note, because I did have one other thing that was on this list. It was the Kennett Square Market, their holiday market at the Creamery. I got an email over the weekend, and they decided to cancel it. Oh, no! Yeah, it's one of the best ones, um, but because of COVID, they've decided to cancel it. They will bring it back next year. But, yeah, I just wanted to to give a mention for anybody who, uh, because a lot of people will go there year after year. Yeah. They are not having it this year, um, but they will bring it back well, next year. you've provided a list of very solid options and alternatives. Yes, uh, th- there's a ton of stuff, and like I said, uh, I mean, most of these <laughs> I'm going out to. I'm really excited. We've already started. We've got a busy weekend planned. Uh, so, yeah, so I hope it's helpful. A lot of people, uh, you know, sent me messages asking what was going to be on the list. Here it is, and I hope it helps bring some joy to your holiday season. Uh, it's yeah. perfect. I have a question for you and or Marissa. The uh, Christmas Village in Philadelphia, do they have that cheese, melty cheese thing that goes on the bread? Listen, they sent a, a press release and a bunch of pictures over, and it included that. My guess is yes. Marissa, do you know for sure? Mm, let's see. She's giving thumbs up. Kathy, you are my ultimate guidance on this. So I don't know, Nick. I've only been to the uh, local part of it on Dilworth. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm going You know, Nick, they yes. do have a station, though, where you can put melted cheese on your succulents. Oh, mm. yeah. All right. Well, that's festive. Yeah, All Nick, the world. It, it was like a main part of their press release, so my guess is that it is out there. I sure hope so. All, all right, right, so these are all great. I'm definitely going to do a couple of these because, you know, people are just going nuts to go do something holiday sp- in the holiday spirit. These are great options. The train ones, definitely. That and, and the Chestnut Hill uh, stags and wags or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Stag and Dells. Yeah, Dallas. I'm going to be doing that stags as well. Stags and wags. <laughs> nice. Uh, well done, Kathy Romano, an outstanding yeah, list this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. And if you want to, if you missed out on a portion of the list or maybe you didn't get a chance to make some notes, you can go to PrestonSteve.com and Kathy's Holiday Activities 2020 list is right there. Yep. Uh, in booth number 39, Radclet Stube. I don't oh. know if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but it's freshly made uh, melted Radclet cheese and, and a fresh baguette. So oh, Raclette. Raclette. Yeah, because yeah, it, it sounded Raclette. too similar to something else the other way. Um, all right, and with that, we have to hear the song one more time. Yeah, the yeah. holiday activities list. Oh, the holiday activities list is here. You know Kathy's been thirsting, researching, and bursting to bring us some cheer. Oh, I can't wait to see what's on the list this year. Maybe. Though that seems unlikely, it might be fun to see a rabbi in African clothes. African clothes. I have gone so far off track, it is I'm supposed to be telling of all of the fun things Kathy has this year. Kathy's holiday activities. Kathy's holiday activities. Kathy's holiday activities. List is here. One more time. 
Former intern Kyle McCarty with that amazing song that he puts up for us uh, every year. We absolutely love it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. As we are taking a break, let me give away another $25 gift card uh, from our friends at Irish Rover Station House. Call number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. They're part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate kickoff. You can visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light. Uh, to enter to win a football home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the President Steve Show. As part of this year's Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate kickoff, you can win incredible prizes for your football home gate, including a case of Bud Light Platinum, a $100 Primo's gift card, custom MMR and Bud Light Platinum Seltzer pint glasses, and a $25 gift card from local restaurants like the Irish Rover Station House. We will be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. We have totals for you. Total weight of food. Over two and a half million pounds of food. That's 1,268 plus tons of food. Monetary donations. $1,449,000. The overwhelming amount of that came through Acme at the register from our listenership and their customers were blown away by this. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Putting Philly first. Well, piece of audio uh, we'd like to play for you from uh, from our favorite televangelist or evangelist or whatever you want to call him, uh, Kenneth Copeland. And uh, once again, the Internet is defeated, indefe- or undefeated because uh, this is the second video I've seen of him taking one of his uh, his moments and adding some music to it. So there's a guy who uh, uh, plays multiple instruments in and has added a little music to one of his rants. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And he lends himself. He he really is like a like a horror movie. If you were to design a horror movie where there was a guy who was a demonic preacher, yeah. you couldn't cast it better. No. Uh, so this is when when uh, COVID was just um, becoming what it yeah. was, and he he fixed the problem right. He away. did. It was amazing. Um, and but uh, this guy added music to it, so this is great. We'll exercise judgment right now because we in have... the name of Jesus. Oh, America is healed. 
Hallelujah. Glory. I love it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That is that would work. You know how hard that is to do. I did a little drum thing right. with Casey's ranch dressing rant. Mm-hmm. And it I it just <laughs> there's no discernible, you know, steady tempo. And, right, yeah. and you have to you gotta kinda make it work. And it's really hard to come up with stuff like that. That one is Expertly done. It's so good. I love it. You could you could probably pop that in at like a like a even like maybe a Metallica show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I love it. As one of my favorite parts at the very beginning, case take it to the top. Uh, yep. <laughs> he's a, he's just talking, and yeah. all of a sudden the, the 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 word of God comes through him, and you hear Bum. the the guys the other guy is starting to speak, and yeah. he's like, "Whoa, hold, holds back." We'll exercise judgment right now because we in have... the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, Holy you. Jesus! I stepped on your line. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I stepped on your line. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> we'll exercise judgment right now. Because we In have... the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was working towards something there. Yeah. Kind of killed a momentum. <laughs> I love it. We need to find out that guy's name. Because he's done a couple of them. He did, he did the, the one where uh, he went to the ha, 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 ha. He also did one to that. Too. Andre Antunes. Andre what? Andre and tunes, Andre. And oh, tunes. yeah, the uh, the video is up on um, on PrestonandSteve.com, so you can check it out there, and uh, you can stop sending it to us. Uh, yeah, I thought you, you were asking who his uh, sidekick was. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. That's why but, I said Ed McPaster, not the, <laughs> uh, the sidekick Pastor. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. No, I met the guy who created the music. So. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Oh, I love hey, it. he did it. He did the second one as well. There's another one. Yeah, he did the one with the the laughing. Yeah, yeah he did yeah. This the same guy. Same. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, great group. job. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um, I think we need to take a little ride into the outer limits outside. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, from the farthest reaches of the universe, he is the space cowboy. There have been a few stories that have come my way that have to do with uh, space exploration, and I thought I would pass them along to you because there's some actually some pretty really cool stuff. Uh, Chinese state news agencies reported a successful landing of the Chang'e 5 Lunar Robotic Lander. <laughs> will seek to return <laughs> lunar rock samples back to Earth. So, yes, they had this um, this robotic lander. Land on, on the moon. Isn't that adorable? They I, put a satellite on the moon. Listen, I still love the fact. I, I, I want to see another. I want to see in my time as a. Another man, another woman. Another man or woman on a the dwarf. moon. I, you know, I was, I, I can go back and watch archival footage of it. I was a baby when it happened. Steve, you remember, though. You I, do yeah, absolutely. I was, I was on my second marriage. Yeah. And I, <laughs> there are. I would like to experience that, especially. With the HD cameras yes. and all the stuff that's, that's available That's the now. deal, Preston. Yes. Yeah. It was, honestly, it was, as they say, you know, bare skins and stone knives. Yeah. Basically what we had and brought up there it's, was amazing. But now with the tech and the cameras and, and the, uh, you, you could even have a virtual, a 360 camera setup where you could have a VR headset on oh and God. see what they were yes. seeing. Yeah. I mean, all of that stuff could happen. So we know that's the plan. We I hope that stays with a sense of momentum about it, about the station on Mars, which 
they would have the purpose of using the that. I yeah. mean, yeah. the moon for a Mars launch. Right. Yeah, the best we got right now is you know fictional movies. So in the movie Ad Astra, there's a, a whole part of that movie that is set on the moon. Right, and, and it looks. Well, what's the, it's at, um, Ad Astra. See, I, I saw Ass Masters. Oh, I, totally I, different. I, I took movie. the wrong one out. Back to Buttsville yeah, 7. Back yeah, to yeah. Buttsville 7. What's this one about? Uh, the launch took off on November 23rd and attained lunar orbit on the 28th. It launched the lander vehicle on the 30th, and the reports uh, from the China National Space Administration said that uh, shortly after 10 a.m., uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, uh, that it achieved its goal of touching down on the moon surface in uh, China's Chang'e 5 mission will be the third ever to bring back uh, soil or rock samples from the moon. Only the U.S. and the former Soviet Union have accomplished that so far. It's not Chang'e 5, by the way. It's Chingy. Ching- the Chingy. Oh. Chingy. I did not know that. Uh, the mission landed on the side of the moon closest to the Earth, which is always in sunlight. Uh, this landing starts a clock that has a pretty fixed duration in terms of the next steps for the mission. The lander doesn't exactly have a he- doesn't have a heater unit on board, so it can't withstand the lunar night. It has that- a cassette player, though. That means that it will have to collect the samples it hopes to return within a period spanning of the next 14 Earth days with a potential landing planned for around December 16th or 17th. So we've learned that there is actually now water on ev- uh, even the sunny side they're saying yeah. uh they the 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 uh the amount of water on the moon is more than they initially right. thought they thought that you were going to find you know frozen uh, frozen ice obviously uh in craters on the dark side they found it on the sun exposed side as well uh this isn't the only extraterrestrial sample return mission going on right now a lockheed martin designed probe successfully retrieved samples from near-Earth asteroid Bennu last month, that will seek to return those with a trip beginning next March. So that's on the way back, too. By the way, I keep getting asked, because I, I have the Celestron telescope. People ask what the, the telescope that sort of finds things for you. Okay. It's for dummies. I'm a dummy, so it, it makes it much easier. You can use the app. So Celestron is the brand name. You can go much, much more expensive. These are f- pretty affordable uh, if you're looking for them, but they're uh, they're the ones that you can hook up to an app, and the actual telescope will uh, move around itself and find what you're looking for. Uh, NASA has also launched its Mars uh, sample return mission using the Perseverance rover that it launched in July. I mean, so, to see that, cool. to see it, to see a rolling craft. Mm. Remember when the when the moon buggy made its uh, first appearance? Yeah. I mean, it, it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see more of things like that. I love it. All right. All right, here's something. Here's a pretty cool event. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn yeah. will come so close together this month that they form a rare double planet phenomenon that some are linking to doomsday. Oh, great. Uh, the last time that humans could observe this event was back in the Middle Ages around 800 years oh! ago on March 4th, oh! 1226. Oh! That's the guy that saw it. Yeah. Uh, they had recording devices back then. Uh, Double rainbow. Oh, my God. The two planets did also come close together in the 1600s, but this wasn't said to be visible from Earth. By the way, it, our perception of close is, you know, they're, they're, ob- they're, in, well, they're, they're in line. Yeah, yeah. their paths yeah, will yeah, be yeah. in line. They're, they're still, you know, yeah. millions of miles A couple apart. hundred feet apart. Yeah, at least a couple hundred <laughs> feet. Uh, the celestial event is called the Great Conjunction. 
What's its function? Yeah. And will be taking place on December 21st. Conjunction. Your function. <laughs> What's the something? <laughs> Sumption. <laughs> I don't have any other options. <laughs> so space cowboy now. Space cowboy. Go space cowboy. All right. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> The buttons have just been sitting there all morning. We had to do something. Yeah, yeah. So we had to look for something. Yeah, that's uh, an abomination. That <laughs> a procrastination for this lovely nation. <laughs> well, let's go. Okay. You need one more. Yeah. Oh, one it's more. always four. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's four yeah. to to get into the song. Right, if you yeah. just want to do the horn kicks, you can just do three. All right. So, um, yeah, the Great Conjunction. <laughs> What's its function? <laughs> I have no compunction. I missed the fourth one. I don't know another unction word, unfortunately. What rhymes with unction? Nick's looking it up right now. Bunction. Bunction? Bunction. The unction rhyme zone. Oh, get out of here. Come on, guys. Function? A junction. Co-function. Well, expunction. Injunction. Line function. Dysfunction. 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 Space cowboy heading out of space. Space cowboy go. Space cowboy. All right. All right, hang on a second. It's it's the great conjunction with a function. Expunction. Why that subjunction, baby? Space cowboy flying into outer space. Space cowboy. All right, we got to work on this next one. We'll get it. Space cowboy, go space cowboy. The chicks will cream. <laughs> space cream. Yeah, cowboy. Okay. Ooh, uh, baby, it's cold in space. Um, <laughs> did I tell you guys? When did the big bopper get here? Uh, oh, my God. I told you guys, it, did I tell you about this last year? My daughter and her friends, they were, it was for their high school, I'm sorry, the grade school. Does this have to do with space? It has to do with the song. So there is the thing here. <laughs> Hang with me, Preston. Right, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. They, they were doing there are a. There times in life when you become afraid. <laughs> hey, Gandalf. <laughs> this is wonderful. Hey, Gandalf. Will this have anything to do with what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Not space. Proceed. But okay. that song. Uh, so they, my my daughter and her friends did a dance uh, through through, through Which, the ages. Don't worry. Uh, okay. And when they got, using gauges, <laughs> playing at the Pantages. And Casey one of the story that makes no sense. Casey story. Go, Casey story. Go ahead. So one of the songs that they chose was Grease Lightning. And so because I work in radio and I had the editing tools and yes. stuff. So I put it all together. And then uh, the day before they were about to do it, I was like, let me just do one more go around, make the edits perfect. Yeah. Thank God I did that. Because You didn't know about all the curses in Grease Lightning? Well, I knew about a couple, but there was one about a pussycat wagon. And I didn't know they said oh, yeah. it's it's a real pee wagon. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that was blatant in the song that these eighth grade girls were going to dance to. Uh, Case, yeah, the original source material that they used to, the original live show material was pretty profane. We had Mary Lou Hanna on the show mm-hmm. when she was in the original, I yeah. think the cast in Chicago, I think it was. Yeah. And she says, what you see in the movie is nothing like what they originally did. Yeah. 
So the great conjunction <laughs> yeah, yes. of Saturn and uh, Jupiter coming together, uh, it will be taking place on December 21st. Stop it. Armageddon <laughs> is what it means. So it is. a lot of people believe it is a, this, a sign of, but this has been throughout history. Of course. Yes. Yeah. You know, and there's a scene in 2001 where the planets align in a way that does not happen and they, that's done purposefully to indicate there is a a massive thing that has just occurred. But it's funny whenever something's in line, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was in line yesterday at Wawa. It, yeah. It's it's only in line per, per hour perspective. There right. are other times that it will be lined up with uh, other heavenly bodies. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, it's just yes. anyway. It's hooey. It's hooey. It's hokum. Uh, so anyhow, we ha- what is this? It's pretty good. It was actually a collaboration. <laughs> Of procrastination due to the lack of preparation by the radio station. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Preston Steve Show. Go, Preston Steve Show. I was Off talking the rails. About, about the Great Conjunction. And uh, so this means you have uh, plenty of time to mark it on your calendar. And Can wish, you still get all the stuff on Kathy's Christmas listing? <laughs> wish for clear skies. Jupiter and Saturn will... will be, well, oh they will come God. just point zero six degrees away from each other. That's about a one-fifth of the diameter of a full moon. So to the naked eye, it will look like a very big, bright star. I'm going sky. to, so I have my yeah. telescope out, and I've been loving it, uh, especially the, the the moon recently. There are nights where the moon is so bright that you, you, you have to put the filter on because it's it's it'll hurt your eyes. Well, already, Jupiter, because they're getting ready for this uh, this conjunction. Yeah, uh, they're doing they're, dress rehearsals. Well, they're already really close together. So yeah. when you look up there, you see you see the two planets, and it's very easy to pick them out. Uh, by the way, it will be, as long as it's not cloudy, the celestial event should be vis- visible all around the world, all over the world. All over the world. Everybody should be able to see it, which would be really, really All cool. around the world. Aye, aye, aye. 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 Lisa Stansfield? Really? <laughs> wow. Uh, so talking about perspective, I saw a cool video the other day, um, and one of my favorite constellations is Orion. And when we're, when we're looking at Orion uh, from Earth, you know, it looks like it's on a flat plane, right? Yes. But the way that this um, video described it and showed oh. was the stars um, from, if you if you pulled back, and it showed that, that some of the stars are... Three billion light years away, yes. and other stars are three hundred thousand light years away. So, like on a on a universal scale, yes. to see where those stars are is obviously incredibly different from the perspective. I, perspective right. now, I, I find that interesting too, Nick, because it it looks to us in the sky, like you said, it's on this flat plane. It's, but yeah. they're, it's so they're enormous, scattered yes. all over the place. Yeah. It's just the way the lights line up from our perspective. And when you put also into that the knowledge that some of the stars you see on on a, any given night. Could have burned out oh. hundreds of years ago. Oh yeah, uh, uh, you know, and the light is just now Millions reaching us. Of years yeah. ago, yeah. All right. One thing you'll need to know is you need to look uh, down in the western sky an hour after sunset and below the Copernicus constellation, Capricornus. I'm not not Copernicus. I don't think they have a. There is, is it, well, Copernicus. Copernicus be, was a uh, yeah was a uh, um, astronomer, astronomer. So and a dry cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Side business. When do you, mean, you know when, he, when do you need this back? He need most of his money by. <laughs> 
Dry cleaning, <laughs> but his hobby was, was astronomy. Wasn't that Doc Brown's dog in uh, <laughs> 1955? Yeah, yeah, and then yes. Einstein in 85. Uh, yeah. yeah. Einstein always had to wear the same suit. He, that was the, as the legend goes. Yep. He had, uh, so like, he didn't have to put any yeah, brain power into 20 it. 20 of the same suit. Did you call him Einstein? No, Einstein. Einstein. Einstein, Einstein, Einstein. Is, his, uh, is, is his ninth cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Einstein. I'm eighth Stein. I'm Einstein. <laughs> and then there's Drinkenstein. He's an alcoholic. <laughs> I heard Nine Stein. Eight Stein. Not Nine Stein. He's drinking Stein. Okay. All right. Is that uh, is that bit dead now or yeah, is it? Uh, is well, it we still we have we have to strangle it, let it decay, uh, dance in it for a little bit, and then we'll hit it. All right. Uh, by the way, Casey's looking for drinking stuff. Uh, right I thought I had it here. I but that's okay. We're just going gonna... right, to. I, I got more uh, stuff. Hey, we have to yeah. Space Cowboy. So Frankenstein is good. Scientist students and Puerto Rico uh, Puerto Ricans are among those mourning the collapse of the iconic radio telescope. Uh, the Arecibo, Puerto Rico. I went there a few years ago. It's gigantic. Yeah, it's massive. You could tour it, and uh, it was really, really impressive. It appears in the movie Goldeneye. It does, yeah. It also appears in uh, the movie Contact. Also yes. The Notebook. She, she goes down there. That was I don't think it's in the very notebook. romantic. Well, they use it as a soup tureen. No, it's oh. where she meets uh, Matthew McConaughey's character. Yes. Um, so the telescope collapsed Tuesday morning. If you're unfamiliar with it, it is huge. Yeah. Um, it, sh- it had been showing signs of extreme weakness. The radio telescope suffered major damage after a cable that helped support the 900-ton platform hanging Ooh. 450 feet above the ground broke in August. Weeks later, a second cable uh, gave in, and it put the telescope at uh, greater risk. How old is it? Uh, that is a very good question, I think the Steve. 60s, Steve. I, I saw something about it. So in yeah, Goldeneye, 50, they have... 57 years. They have a, f- a fight at the end, James Bond, right. and uh, is uh, another 00 agent, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. According to the... They Nash- blew it up. The National Science Foundation, no injuries were reported. Uh, the NSF said that it was working with stakeholders to assess the situation. Uh, some took social media, sharing messages of what the observatory meant to them over the years. And some of them were famous... Uh, astronomers. Uh, the NSF had already announced plans to demolish the and, and decommission the radio telescope due to possible risk of collapse. Uh, they, that was the plan on November 19th, but it, it fell apart. The owners of uh, Copernicus dry cleaner closed for the day. Uh, the N as out of uh, yeah, morning. Out of morning, yeah. yeah. Uh, the NSF announcement led to the start of a petition requesting action to have the telescope stabilized. Uh, as of uh, Tuesday morning, there were over 50,000 signatures. Any uh, chance of a uh, reclamation here? I don't think so. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're going to um, just demolish it. Uh. Uh, for many scientists, radio telescope was a key instrument in astronomy and a place of pride. Uh, this was according to Jonathan S. Friedman, who um, said in an interview, "It represented half of my professional life. It was my home." He was a senior research and associate of the uh, Arecibo Observatory. So we're looking at it, President. And, and again, I keep referencing Goldeneye because that's where I saw it the most. But they they run up there is. A ladder, or a like a almost not a rope ladder, but something akin to it, that allows you to access that. There's a a structure that hangs by those three that three cable configuration in the yeah, middle platform. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's 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 pretty amazing piece of architecture. Uh, Freeman had said that he took a picture showing the broken towers that were holding uh, the platform. So that's uh, that's too bad. That's uh, it's been a um, 
They've been important to astronomers for a long, Where, long time. Where's the world's largest telescope? Well, I guess that depends on what you mean by yeah. that. So that's a radio telescope. That's a radio telescope. Um, do you mean like classic a... Classic telescope. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm not sure. Nick will look that information up and, and uh, let you know about that. But, uh, you know, they have astronomies all over the world, so... Uh, not astronomies. Uh, they have uh, observatories all yeah. over the world, usually in uh, isolated places where they don't get much light Hawaii pollution. Hawaii has, uh, has, I think, a big one. Hawaii does. They, yeah. they were protesting the building of one while I was out there yeah. when we were there with the family for vacation. Mm. It was a big deal because it was on the big island. Um, there's one in the Canary Islands, and then there's one being built in China as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it, and it's funny. When you when you Google that right now, it, all this uh, Arecibo story comes up. Keeps coming up, huh? Yeah, uh, so, yeah, it depends on the type of telescope you're looking for. Also, I think it has something to do with um, uh, the elevation, right? Like, yeah, uh, how... Yes, uh, light pollution elevation. Right. And that's, that's why, the, I don't know if you saw the anniversary... Uh, documentary about the Hubble it was phenomenal it was great phenomenal mm-hmm. the uh, because obviously you want as uh, optimum a viewing condition as you can get that almost sounded like Regis when you said that's right man it was yeah. unbelievable <laughs> this is the, the, the biggest friggin telescope you ever saw wow freaking telescope <laughs> wow <laughs> tonight hey. on AMC it's Regis and Charlie Sheen <laughs> in a new show we go all around the world checking out big mofo telescopes <laughs> Uh, well, I check him out. That's, he bangs horse. That's very specific. He bangs horse. He's not really into the telescope portion of it. Yeah, telescope. Where the hooker's at. <laughs> He's along for the ride, most of the time. Charlie, come over look at you. Can see, you can see uh, Copernicus here. Yeah. Ain't got time. He banged a stripper. Yeah, named I'm doing it in with a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird show. Yeah. <laughs> is it on? Listen, that's where entertainment is right now. You yeah. got to do something that people concept. don't expect. Yeah. yeah. All right, Space Cowboy. Right, so. A circular molecule spotted on Saturn's moon Titan may help form uh, precursors to life. These this compound. Hasn't been seen in the atmosphere of any planet or moon before. I bet you I know what it is. What is it? Arm and Hammer baking soda. Wow. <laughs> is there anything that stuff can't do? Uh, the molecule is called... Oh, wow. Okay. This is yeah, really long. All Give right. me a moment here. Cyclopropenlidine. So we're saying it's, it is a building block of potential life? It is made up of three carbon atoms okay, in carbon. a ring with two hydrogen atoms attached. So, yeah, Connor Nixon at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. I saw it the other day. Flight Center <laughs> uh, in Maryland, and his colleagues spotted it floating in Titan's thick atmosphere using the Atacama Large Millimeter Submillimeter Array in Chile. So, so they're seeing array. molecules yeah. on a moon of Saturn. Yeah. He said, finding this molecule on Titan was a surprise. It is extremely reactive. If it bumps into any other particles, it tends to be... It tends it throws to down. ...quick to chemically react with them to form new compounds. Because of this, it has previously only ever been seen in uh, tenuous clouds of gas and dust in interstellar space. Somehow it lasts in the upper layers of Titan's skies. Are you yeah, fascinated? It blows my mind yeah. how they can find this information well, out. Well, and then the things that they... they they come to conclusions based on what they're not seeing, which is amazing sometimes. Yeah. In this case, Saturn is is one of the great anomalies, and it's moons, and obviously uh, the rings have always been a source of fascination. But uh, what they're learning about this stuff yeah. uh, is just amazing. So what what are they? 
What do they believe are the ramifications or implications of this? It says here, ring-shaped molecules like this tend to act as the building blocks of molecules necessary for life, such, Can they as, employ the... such as DNA and RNA. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, right. so, yeah, so creatures, living creatures, possibly. So, uh, condition... I know a lot of this goes into the making of Callista, the ring available at... Uh... Oh, Krista. Krista, yes. Yes, at uh, Stephen Singer Girls. Uh, conditions on Titan now may be similar to those on Earth early in the planet's history huh. when the air was dominated by methane instead of oxygen. Uh, studying its potential for life could help us learn about the beginnings of life here as well. Titan has the biggest variety of molecules on any moon uh, or planet that we have investigated, said Nixon, by the way. so Yeah. So they're happy about that. Hmm. Um, That's Fascinating stuff. All this, all these actually big, worthy space cowboy stories have been accruing. Yeah, I, I, you didn't have to dig or pad it with anything that's inconsequential. No, I still have some more. So these have been adding up for a little bit. Yeah, busted. Yeah, I do. Do we also have? The, do we also have the clip of uh, of uh, um, of him? Oh God, I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Him, the the singer, Steve of, Miller. Steve Miller doing. Oh. Uh, so people call me the space cowboy. We had that one too. Maybe. All right, don't worry. We have one. Well, no, no, no. We have this. It's, I it's think he's very, making very a, a call. Okay. Hang on. Budweiser, you no. created a monster, and they call him Frankenstein. That's from, hey, it's from Contact. No, it's from Contact. By the way, on on speaking of Stallone, yeah, because uh, that's him singing that. If you did not know that, it's there, from the movie Rhinestone. There's another deep fake. Stallone yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger video. There's no audio to play or anything like that because it's a silent film they took from a uh, Charlie Chaplin no. short film. Oh, it's and, great. They, and they put Stallone it's... and Schwarzenegger in it. It's excellent. It's fantastic. Yeah. And there's something about Stallone's face yeah. when deep faked. Like, like um, Schwarzenegger's characteristically stoic. Uh, but Schwarzenegger, uh, but uh, Stallone has an expressive face, right? So when it's deep faked, it looks a lot better. So and they, he is playing Chaplin. Yeah, he plays Chaplin, and then Arnold. There, there. It's a prison yeah. scenario, and Arnold is a a really big convict that he ends up uh, put it, get putting into prison. We're watching it right now. He gets put into prison with him. It's 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 great. It's excellent. It's it looks. And they took the actual footage of a of a Charlie Chaplin film and put their faces on there, and it's seamless. Uh, There's only a couple of really short seconds where, you're like, you'll see something out of just order. a little bit. But he's got yeah. the mustache and everything. Yeah, they gave him the Charlie Chaplin mustache. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anyhow, uh, aside from this, here we go. Yes. Some people call me the space cowboy. Thank you, Casey. More than 4,500 exoplanets have been discovered so far with only... These are hugs and kisses planets. ...a (laughs) small portion thought to have properties to contain life. A new study suggests that some of those planets and any extraterrestrial life that lives on them can see us, too. Interesting. The research published in the scientific journal Monthly uh, Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society has identified 1,004 stars that are similar to our sun that may have Earth-like planets in their orbit. These star systems have a direct line of sight to observe Earth's biological qualities from far, far away. Uh, Lisa Kaltenegger. It's almost familiar. Yeah. Like Schwarzenegger. Um, associate things in, this, in the universe <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the things and the, the things that you find in the moon and the Saturn. 
Um, <laughs> the, 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 the Puerto Rico, the, the, big, uh, the, the, the telescope is falling apart. She said uh, the, she is yes. the associate professor of astronomy and director of and the... this and the various other things and, you know, so this... <laughs> So to speak. Of the Carl Sagan Institute. Carl Sagan. The billions and Cornell University. Cosmos and other shows and things of that nature. He wrote Contact, by Absolutely. Yeah. And he wore contacts. And he wore contacts. So she said if observers were out there searching, they would be able to. sort of thing. They would be able to see signs of a biosphere in the atmosphere of our pale blue dot. So this story is about space people. Yes, it is. Okay. Absolutely. You guys know how to throw a space party? No, oh, no. You plan it. Hey. <laughs> they come from space, Dad. so they don't come from here. These are the space people. Um, I like that one. That's a good day. <laughs> the, so um, the whole notion, you know, like the beginning of uh, the, the classic War of the Worlds, H.G. Wells, talks about the uh, the Martians, you know, watching Earth, keenly yeah. and closely, mm-hmm. uh, setting their designs on, on invasion. But uh, to think... I mean, as he points out, it, it, it's the ultimate level of hubris to think that there's yeah, not else. other in that broad, expansive universe that there's not something else out there and that they don't, too, have dry cleaners. Unimaginable <laughs> vastness. Unimaginable vastness. And, and, and the amount of, you know, of, of planets and stars yeah. and all this stuff, we barely know anything about it. So observers, by the way, he said, were out there, if observers were out there searching, she said, uh, they would be able to see signs of the biosphere in the atmosphere of our pale blue dot. Sagan, one of the world's most famous astronomers, was instrumental in the pale blue dot photo taken by NASA's Voyager 1 spacecraft in 1990, looking at the Earth from more than 3.7 billion miles away. Uh, the findings, while thought-provoking, are limited by the amount of time each of the star systems can observe Earth, the researchers noted. Only 508 of them are able to guarantee a minimum 10-hour-long observation of Earth's transit. Well, it's up to them to figure out how to do it. Yeah, the uh, the study's co-author, Joshua... We're too busy. Joshua Pepper said, only a very small fraction of exoplanets could align just right so those on Earth could see their transit, but of all the 1,004 identified in the paper can see us potentially calling their attention. It's also possible the life on these planets could exist for billions of years, given the properties that uh, they are believed to possess, a sign they need huh? additional study. Meaning that if if there is plant, if there is life out there, it could have already existed for billions of years. Right. It billions may, it of may years be... more than, than right. we have. It could be on the downswing. They could be, or yeah. they could still be advancing technologically. Or, or, or getting dumber. Or th- yeah. that too. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, these plants have been observed due to transit observations or whether an object crosses in front of a star, dimming the star, Thus allowing astronomers to see it. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, this time, ty- what? Billions. Oh, one Sorry. more time. Billions. Um. Sometimes we have too many sound clips. <laughs> uh, this type of observation will be expanded when NASA launches its James Webb Space Telescope in October of 2021. That's a bland name. I didn't hear about that. I didn't no, that's the up. James Webb Telescope. Who's James Webb? Can you look up yep. uh, him, uh, Nick? He's obviously somebody important. He created Simonizing. Oh, well, back to... Wait, no, that's not dry, dry cleaning. cleaning. Yeah. Is it? Okay. It's similar. Yeah. Uh, if an extraterrestrial civilization had its own advanced uh-huh. equipment similar to the JWST, which is the James Webb Space Telescope, uh, they may be able to see us as well. Okay, so. so we could be we could be the subjects of 
seminars and uh, yeah. on other. But I've always sort of entertained the notion that that's a possibility. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe we're the only life in the universe. I think it's James T. Webb, Nick. Uh, e. James, oh, is it Edwin, James yeah. E. Webb. Yeah. Okay. He was the um, administrator for NASA oh. in the '60s during the uh, the space race. Oh. Had nothing to do with dry cleaning. Okay. Well, uh, well, it doesn't say anything about dry cleaning. So maybe... Perhaps in his private life. Right? Yeah. He was a, uh, a dry cleaning <laughs> wizard. Impresario. Yeah. Yeah. Like George Jefferson. Exactly. Yeah. He I was like the that. George Jefferson of NASA. Of NASA. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knew him as that. John Glenn and they all know, Neil Armstrong. I believe that um, Helmsley. Um, Sherman Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley. Yeah, he was part of, I think he's from Philadelphia. Yes, he was part of the Mercury missions, the earlier No, ones. he was not. <laughs> that would have been great. Well, though. they didn't want their spacesuits to get rumpled <laughs> for photographs. I think he's yeah. born and raised in South Philly. South there Philadelphia. You, you know where his mom worked? No. A lamp factory. A lamp factory? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if he was still alive, but no, he died in 2012. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was only five oh, feet, man. six inches tall. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was going to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk to him, he too. Was on my list I had something to say to him. I was going to call him today. I wanted to ask him about dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sherman passed away in 2012. <laughs> yeah. No. All right, do I have time for one more story, Casey? I think you do. Okay, let's do this, all right? Some people call me the space cowboy. By the way, the only time I see Kathy interested, because I have her on uh, FaceTime, is when you play that little bit of music. She actually starts swaying the back and forth. Of, the spittle running out of her mouth. No, she's she spent. She gave us one of the best Christmas. Uh, uh, yeah, I understand. You I mean, unless we can that. shop in space. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It will that. be that time. Space, space activities. Space activities. Uh, is NASA really working on a warp drive? An internal, an internal feasibility report suggests the agency might be, or at least that the idea of traveling through folded space is part of the NASA interstellar spaceflight menu. The space agency isn't building an engine that can approach the speed of light yet. In the report, advanced uh, 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 the report is advanced propulsion physicist Harold Sunny White, Ph.D., known as the Archie Bunker of NASA, <laughs> resolves a major paradox in the leading theor- theor- theoretical <laughs> model. For, we can't even say the words for superluminal or faster than the speed of light travel. What's known as an Alcubierre warp drive. Okay, so or Alcubierre. All the drive. stuff that they and if you learn over time, if you follow these things over time, the things they say you cannot do that. You absolutely right. cannot do that. They end up doing. They have sent a particle, and at least I'm, I know I'm eighty percent correct in this. A particle or something, an atom at the speed of light, at least they, close to the close speed to the light. speed of light. I mean, so um, yeah. that's. That's amazing. Now, obviously, so, the most the, the the folding of space, the creation of wormholes. The movie Event Horizon has deals with that, where they're trying to create that sort of fold in space to travel across vast distances. So, the colloquial colloquial term warp drive comes from science fiction, of course, from Star Trek. The faster than light warp drive of the Federation works by colliding matter and antimatter and converting the explosive energy to propulsion. The show suggests that this extraordinary power alone pushes the ship at faster than light speeds. Do you remember what they used for fuel? Um, uh, yeah, but I, I... Dilithium crystals. All right, there you go. I was thinking of a, a beryllium sphere, but that's from... Uh, that is from Star Trek as well. No, that's from uh, Galaxy, Quest. Galaxy Quest. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, the well, Al's. Hey, Bill. <laughs> Bill's here. He's like Regis Philbin. <laughs> That's right. He's back. He's back. The uh, no, you know uh, the uh, it, the sphere that they were. Um, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter to Reg. Uh, the the sphere that where they create their own sphere, Preston, and it's it enca- it encloses a planet. Do you remember that that? Oh, uh, for the next generation. No, I don't remember okay. that episode. Right. It's, it's true. I'm sure it was true. awesome though. <laughs> Uh, the Alcibiar Drive, first proposed by theoretical physicist uh, Miguel Alcibiar, uh, conforms to Einstein's theory of general relativity, relativity to achieve superluminal travel. It works a bit like the classic tablecloth and dishes party trick. So here's a way to describe yeah. this, okay? The spaceship sits atop the tablecloth of space-time. The drive, space-time. The drive pulls the fabric around it. And the ship is situated in a new place relative to the fabric. Alcibiade describes space-time expanding on one side of the ship and contracting on the other, thanks to an enormous amount of energy and a requisite amount of exotic matter. In this case, negative energy. So you have to big. Uh, you have to build huge space hands to pull that ship. There you go. Yes. Yes, Alcibiade's theory uh, creates a kind of pocket in space-time where a spaceship can operate outside of physics. Uh, he insists that uh, he insists the requirement for exotic matter is not implausible within quantum mechanics. This all okay. sounds a little bit like gibberish. Um, no, what was the Matthew McConaughey movie? Oh, Interstellar. Uh, uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that it's fascinating when you see renderings. Like sometimes they'll attempt to sketch what they're talking about. It puts a little bit more in perspective, but it's a still outside bit. the realm of most people's ability to comprehend. Yeah, I agree. We just happen to be. Um, Physics majors. Now, the paradox holding back an Alcibiade, in, in addition to limitations like a lack of negative energy density, is that the direction... Hang around Kathy. He'll get a whole bunch of negative energy. The direction of a spacecraft <laughs> is arbitrary when the drive is used. There's no steering it. Sci-fi has solved this paradox huh. with what they call stable wormholes, but NASA can't fly a machina to Alpha Centauri. Yes. Uh, so White suggests a different paradigm in this report. Instead of a stationary spacecraft engaging the Alcibiade Drive from a stop position, White explains in this modified concept. I'm almost done here. Okay, because so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm passing out. I know, I know. The spacecraft departs Earth, establishes an initial subluminal velocity, then initiates the field. I'm on Kathy's shopping site right now. Uh, the field boost. The field's boost acts on the initial velocity as a scalar multiplier. <laughs> Resulting in a much higher apparent speed. Okay. These, are, these are just sounds right now. Uh, uh, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, you might as well be singing, won't you come home, Bill Bailey? <laughs> I'll bring you back in, Steve. What? The Dyson Sphere. That Dyson oh, Sphere! Vacuum cleaners, I yep. get it yes. <laughs> The Dyson Sphere. Thank you, Nick. Uh, the ship would use a rolling start as a directional cue. So, cue. It's not going to happen <laughs> now or uh, any time in the very near future. But again, all the things that they have said... No, you can't do that. Like they say, time travel. You can't do that. Can you do that? We're doing it right now. Yeah, we're 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 slowing down time. No, we're going forward in time. Yeah, yeah. So our bodies are time vessels. Yes, and uh, we go through time, and our one moment are passengers. <laughs> one moment at a time. No, it's true. You're right. But time can be considered like a dimension. That's why it was when I tried to figure out what Inter- Interstellar was all about. Yeah, yeah. Watch, there's some videos that try to explain, explain it. it. I know. It, it, even the videos are too complicated because three dimensions. You have, you know, uh, you have height, width, length. So, and it, they explained as if you're going to meet somewhere, you you tell someone where you meet them, and that has a a location, a three dimensional location. But the fourth dimension you add to that is what. 
time they will be there. Oh, my right. God. If you add that into the it. The best explanation is uh, from Cindy Lauper's time after time. Time I think after that, time. Yeah. But not before right. time. Yeah. So she's right. That would be weird. Thank you, Rob Hyman. Rob Hyman wrote that from the Hooters. You are correct. And Hooters. sings the backup vocals on that song. And that's all from Hyman is anatomy, too. That is right. all we're doing. I go. wonder if Rob Hyman is. <laughs> I thought we were done. Okay. We, we are done. But... You, you wonder if Rob Hyman ever met Sherman Helmsley. Because they were both <laughs> in Philadelphia. They must have passed each other in the halls of NASA. <laughs> 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 high five or low five? Do you think high? Uh, high yeah, five, I would yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, but, though Sherman would have to jump. Yeah, well, yeah. but yeah, he was more yeah. like the seventy, so he yeah. might have gone with the low, yeah. the low five. You're right. I thought right. you'd get like a finger point out of Sherman. Uh, maybe. Kind of like uh, um, Isaac from the Love Boat. Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Out, out of sight. sight. Right. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Come on. Right, Kathy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. We're take. We're done. Well, are we? Are we done now? Are we done? I already did. We're all done. <laughs> the, o- the audience <laughs> finished a half hour ago. <laughs> yeah, we they did. Yeah. In fact, the audience deserves something. Yeah. How about a twenty? How about a twenty-five dollar gift card? Keep talking. Uh, keep, keep talking. talking. Yeah. Keep uh, talking. From uh, Rover Station House, we'll take uh, caller number fifteen two one five two six three WMMR as part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate Kickoff. Uh, visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win a football home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the President Steve Show. And the Irish Rover is one of the great local restaurants that's part of it with spacious and safe dining. The Irish Rover Station House is the place to be for Thursday night football. Call it 15. You get it. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app. Making your smartphone a little dumber. On a Wednesday morning, Wednesdays mean secret text words. So we have the, the Hobbits and the Lord of the Rings trilogy for our winner. So text the word SECRET to 39333. And shortly, we'll look for a designated caller to give us that secret text word. Then we'll grab a random text or two. So make sure you don't miss your opportunity. Uh, let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group Traffic. See how we're doing, Kathy. What is up? Kathy's not there. Where's she at? I don't know. I kind of, I see her. her. Kathy, are you there? Did her catch dry her way? Never mind. Maybe, she, maybe they did. Um, well, you know what I can do? Actually, I can take this time to give away. Is there one of these left? Just yeah, one. There's one. Mm-hmm. $25 gift card from the Irish Rover Station House. Uh, and it is the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff that we are promoting. Visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win a football home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the Preston and Steve Show. So caller number, um, what we, haven't we done yet? Caller number 11. Two one five two six three WMMR. They're going to take care of you, and they'll de- I love it! they'll deliver everything you need to kick off your at home football weekend in style, like a case of Bud Light Platinum, a set of custom WMMR Bud Light Platinum Seltzer pint glasses, nice, and a gift card to a local restaurant like the Irish Rover. And they brought in all kinds of good stuff today: gourmet chicken wings, gourmet Romano wings. Ooh. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, you are here. <laughs> she heard Romano wings. Mm-hmm, that pepped her up. Buffalo hot wings and Reuben quesadillas as well. So we'll take the 11th caller and we'll set you up with that. Kathy, do we yes. have NJM Insurance Group traffic? 
Yes, we do. 295 southbound between 322 and Center Square Road. There's construction work there, so it's jammed. Uh, Northbound also at 322, left lane closed until 4 o'clock. And then on 95 southbound, you're slow cutting through the bridge. Once you get to the Vine Expressway, Uh, you're moving along nicely now. But uh, eastbound on the Schuylkill still jams from Penrose Avenue to Front Street. That's the long-term construction project there, westbound slowing University to the Vine. This traffic report brought to you by Staples. Staples has great deals on the hottest brands. And must have gifts for working or learning from home. Shop in store or pick up curbside at most stores and save big at Staples. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we will now do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, we're going to start with uh, this story. Here's another idiot. <laughs> uh, authorities arrested a wanted fugitive Friday. Because he crashed his motorcycle into a deputy's patrol car. John Leroy Lewis was taken into custody and then sent to a medical center to be treated for his injuries. Uh, Deputies Sebastian Dennis and Craig Coca responded in response to a suspicious person complaint. Once they arrived, Deputy Coca observed a man on a motorcycle who he recognized to be Lewis. Deputy Coca tried to approach Lewis who abruptly accelerated away on his motorcycle in the direction of his patrol car. Lewis then ran directly into the front of the car, suffered incapacitating injuries. It was at that moment he pretended to be a statue, right? Uh, That's right. He was sent to the medical center by an ambulance for treatment. He was not, uh, the deputy was not hurt, and the patrol car remained operational. Uh, Lewis was a person with outstanding warrants for failure to appear in court. This is disturbing. A former Lehigh University student and chemistry major could face at least 20 years in prison after admitting that he laced his roommate's food and drink with a poisonous heavy metal. Uh, What was it, mercury? No. Yukai Yang pleaded guilty Monday to a single felony count of attempted murder after admitting that he poisoned his roommate with a heavy metal thallium. Mm. Um, Yang faces 6 to 20 years in state prison. Attempted murder carries a maximum sentence of 40 years. Wow. He's cooperating with authorities. That's why they're only looking at 20 years. Yang told the court that he'd been diagnosed with major depression, and defense attorneys said that he also suffered from a possible schizoid disorder. Yang is not a U.S. citizen, and the judge made it clear that his guilty plea will likely prevent him from being able to remain in the country. Prosecutors indicated that Yang will need to serve at least his at least minimum sentence before facing possible deportation. He acknowledged How many years do they do they say how, how many he, well, he would serve? He faces 20 years. Okay, so after 20 years they would deport him? Yeah. Uh Yang acknowledged that he purchased the thallium used to poison his roommate. The thallium in the first he purchased it in the first few weeks of March 2018 began poisoning his roommate shortly thereafter and he had bought it online uh Juwan Royal, his roommate at Lehigh for 4 years testified to the litany of medical ailments that he suffered as a result of the thallium poisoning and its lingering effects. He detailed for the uh, court nausea, weight loss, headaches, and heart palpitations. He described a tingling sensation that started in his extremities that turned into unfathomable pain in his feet that left him unable to sleep or climb stairs. He was finally diagnosed in 2018 with heavy metal poisoning. What he so will these linger for the rest of his life, or will they now? Maybe that, okay. Maybe some of it, he says now he continues to have numbness in his toes and less stamina since before the poisoning. So this guy faces attempted murder charges. Wow. In Washington State, a group of people is walking up the family's front doors in Snohomish County. 
saying that they are the rightful owners of waterfront homes. The group has taken over homes in different parts of the country, claiming legal ownership of the land beneath it. In one case, they told a homeowner she was being evicted. Detectives say the group knocked on doors in the most upscale neighborhoods, identifying themselves as Moorish sovereign citizens. They carry official-looking documents, and they say they own the property and announce that they're moving in. Well, we better clear out for you then. Uh, According to the police sergeant, he said they basically come to say that they're from this particular group and that they're there to repossess their home and they want people to vacate the premises. In every case, police were called, and the group cooperated when they were told that they were trespassing and could be arrested. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center identifies the more sovereign citizens as an extremist group, saying that members, quote, believe their status as members of a sovereign nation imparts immunity from federal, state, and local authorities. Their group believes that they own all of the land between Alaska and Argentina. Okay. And all the islands in between as well. well uh, in Maryland, you got to shoot big. In Maryland, a member of the group moved into a 35,000-square-foot mansion with 12 bedrooms, which was for sale. Uh, Lamont Butler claimed the mansion for himself. Uh, He even provided documents from the so-called Moorish National Republic to back it up. In North Carolina, a couple who identified with the Moorish Sovereign Movement moved into a multimillion-dollar home for sale, holding a uh, quit-claim deed and barricaded themselves inside. Their contentious arrest for trespassing rattled neighbors. Police say the group hasn't committed a crime, but that it's visited the same house twice, and they expect to take over. The takeover attempts will continue. So they're going for the biggest, most lavish properties that they can find and saying that they own them. Our friend Lauren Harris sells some of those properties. That's what her job is now, and uh-huh. she sells lakefront property in this county. I wonder if she's encountered any of these people. She had to have. You know? I'll bet you. Yeah. She's one of them. She or that is one. <laughs> no, she's Druish. Lauren, you would just give your house to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Take okay. it. Okay. Oh, have it. I have it. Sure. Uh, let's see here. How about this? A speeding minivan plowed into a 96-foot-high Buffalo Monument <laughs> on Thanksgiving morning, killing its passenger and critically injuring the driver. Uh. Black- 96-foot-high Buffalo Monument? Yeah, is yeah. It a mo- is it a buffalo or is it a monument to Buffalo. It, the monument is in Niagara Square, so it so must probably, be in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The black Toyota Sienna traveled at an extremely high rate of speed. I thought the same thing, too. I thought it was a bu- bu- 96-foot-tall Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Uh, traveling at an extremely high rate of speed, crashed through two marble traffic posts before slamming into the McKinley Monument. Uh, officers spied the minivan as it flew past before seeing smoke rising uh, almost immediately into the morning sky from the damaged uh, wow. car near City Hall. Yeah, They drove between the legs of the Sherman-Hemsley Monument. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's a smaller one. <laughs> it's a smaller one. So police are asking for any uh, witnesses to pass along information. All right, one last story. Who knew that a shark could be diverted with a camera? Australian diver Dion Creek says that he was diving for crayfish on Magpie Reef in Queensland when a hammerhead shark swam right at him. He says he used his GoPro and its stick mount to push the shark away. The shark turned around and came back at him. He then shoved the shark two more times with the camera before it ended up leaving him alone. So he was able to fight it off with his GoPro. Uh, they always say that, you know, there, there's a lot of sensitivity in, in a shark's frontal area, the nose, yeah. and, and then, you know, with the hammerhead between the eyes. Yeah. Uh, and so if you can if you can punch it, you know, if you have the capability to do that or something metallic to hit it with, might they be will able veer to, off. Yeah. Might be able to get rid of it. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. 
in the bizarre file. Let's take another break. And are we? Should we do secret text? Yeah. Right? Where do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy, give me a number caller for secret text word, please. Seven. All right. Let's take caller seven at two one five two six three WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win the prize. We will find out if you do and who that is when we get back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Still some stuff to go before our time is up. And one of those things that we need to do is to get a winner for the secret text word. So we were looking for uh, caller number seven, I think Kathy had said. So we'll go over to phones here and we will find that caller. I believe it's John. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Love the show. Thank oh. you, sir. We love that you listen, and we would love to give you a prize if you can tell us what the secret text word is. Yes, it is. Uh, Shire. Shire. <laughs> that is correct, John. Hang on the line, because we are going to give you digital downloads of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogies. Return to the stunning locations and epic adventures in Peter Jackson's Middle-Earth saga, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, now beautifully remastered in 4K Ultra HD under the supervision of director Peter Jackson. Own them on 4K Ultra HD and digital today. Uh, our random texter that we got is, or no, we chose, yeah. Yeah. You did text him for this. Okay. <laughs> Randy Ruck. Yeah. Randy Ruck is from Philadelphia, and we're going to give him The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings trilogy, so congratulations. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And the question i got to ask is, uh, what was Copernicus's side job? 215-263-WMMR. What was Copernicus's... That's an interesting word to say. Yes. Copernicus's uh, side job. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Steve, what do we have this morning? Well, this is very cool news. Filming on Disney Plus's upcoming Jeremy Renner series, Hawkeye, is kicked off in Manhattan. Officials are already placing temporary no-parking signs on location streets, and local junkies have agreed to poop out of frame. Eric Menendez, who with his brother Lyle murdered their parents in 1989, has been released from solitary confinement after he was cleared of arranging to have drugs smuggled in to the Donovan Correctional Facility. Menendez is reportedly grateful for the exoneration, noting that something like this could really damage his reputation. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, 62-year-old Madonna posting a picture on Instagram of her sitting on her 25-year-old boyfriend Alamek Williams' lap during a Thanksgiving gathering. Williams tagged the photo and commented that he was thankful that Madonna had discovered adult diapers. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll go to the phones and uh, we'll try to get an answer to today's lesson question. What was Copernicus's side gig? 215-263-WMMR. And we'll go to Roy, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Roy, how you doing? Good morning. Good Good morning, morning, Roy. (laughs) All right, what was Copernicus's side job? I feel like his main job was a dry cleaner. Well, okay, we yeah. can go with that being his main job. He was a dry cleaner, yeah. Hold on, Roy. For Roy, we have a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort. 
Get ball escape rates at the hotel starting at $79. Sunday through Thursday, you can visit hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Check it out. Just a couple of quick things. Uh, One of the guitars that Chris Cornell played on Soundgarden's 1994 Super Unknown album is hitting the auction block. The opening bid for the 1966 Fender Candy Apple Red Jazz Master is $125,000. Wow. Online at gottahaverockandroll.com. Uh, the late Cornell gifted the guitar to a friend named Chris Bond when he was divorcing Soundgarden manager Susan Silver. And it comes with its own original case, a note from Bond, a letter of appraisal from Emerald City Guitars, and a certificate of authenticity from Gotta Have Rock and Roll. So if you got hundred and twenty five grand, you can start bidding on that. So you don't obviously play something like that. You display something like that. I would think if you're careful with it, you could yeah. play it too, you think but so? not much. Yeah. You know, it it wouldn't be a go to instrument. It would be on display, but I I would yeah, I think you would take very good care of it, but maybe play it a little on your own. I remember, uh, am I remembering this correctly, that there was drama between the Chris Cornell and Soundgarden camp and the Allison Chains camp when they did the MMRBQ a few years ago because of that divorce, because she was still managing Allison Chains, and like they, they didn't want to be backstage together at the same time? Or am I making that up? It's possible. Do you guys remember that at all? I think it was like 2013, maybe. It sounds vaguely familiar. So she was... Uh... She still manages Allison Chains. Okay. And they are divorced or were divorced, Chris and, and that woman. And so I don't know if that had anything to do with them being backstage at the same time. I, I, I don't know. I just remember us talking about it at one point. That woman. Yeah. <laughs> Disdain for her. Oh, you're there. You're there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly has revealed that he is currently in therapy to confront his past drug abuse. Uh, the rapper slash rocker told Interview Magazine, I'm in the early process of going to therapy. The tools that I've been given to start with seem helpful, I think. Uh, I'm still kind of ripping my hair out. Why am I not changing overnight? So uh, he continued by saying, how am I supposed to meditate for 10 minutes when I can't even sit in my own brain for two minutes without distracting myself by doing something? Yeah. That's really hard, he said. So he's going to therapy, trying to get some help. <laughs> Always admirable. <laughs> And then I just have one more story, and that's it. For the second time this year, a previously unseen pre-fame Beatles photo has emerged, and this time from the camera of Paul McCartney's younger brother, Mike McCartney. The photo, an alternate of the legendary shot that he took on March 8, 1958, when the quarrymen, 15-year-old McCartney, 17-year-old John Lennon, and 15-year-old George Harrison, Performed at the wedding reception of McCartney's cousin, Ian. Uh, The photo appears in Mike McCartney's new high-end book. is called Early Liverpool. Uh, Earlier this year, a previously unseen black-and-white photograph of the Beatles from 1959, rehearsing at Pete Best's home, was made public. (laughs) That's wild stuff. Yeah, they still dig stuff like this up. We had someone on uh, the documentary about spending time in India with... um, The Beatles. I, I have to look for that documentary. Yeah, I forgot the name. It was a Canadian guy. It was yeah. a really boring interview with a really fascinating story. Right. Uh, but the documentary I have not seen yet. Yeah, he was at the Maharishi's right. retreat and just kind of... That's right, John Lennon. ...hung out until they let him in, and then he he hung out with all the guys. For, all the time. For, yeah. for like a week or so. I think it's called Meeting the Beatles in e- India. India. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Beatles in India. Me, the Beatles in India. Bob Dylan does the board on that. Uh, but first, I want to see Tenet. 
You want to see what? Tenant. Oh, Tenant. Tenant. Okay. Is that available yet? Yeah, it's going to be streaming in the middle of December. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Dylan. Movie reports from Bob Dylan. Yes, and that's all I have in music news. All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up. So make sure you stay with us. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. Let's see. We're going to mention. Uh, just thank you to Kathy Romano, I guess. Yeah. For Kathy's... Holiday activities. Yes. And the list is available now at PrestonandSteve.com. Holiday activities. So I put my like page. What do we have? Ten activities, Kathy? Yeah, there's some bonus ones? Yep, there's some ten things in there. The tenth one is, uh, you know, to shop local and shop outside. So I gave a few different options for holiday markets. Okay. Um, so it, it was you, excellent. It was great. Yeah, really good. A lot good. of good stuff, a lot of virtual, some virtual things, some uh, some in-person things, some socially distant things. But if you're looking for something to keep you occupied this holiday season, then you've got plenty of options right there with uh, Kathy's holiday activities list. And the Chestnut Hill thing is uh, should be tonight then, Kathy, right? The first one? Yeah, it's every Wednesday Wednesday evening. So, yeah, they're starting tonight. All right, awesome. Also, thank you to the Irish Rover Station House. Uh, they stop by. They are at 1033 South Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn, and their website is irishroverstationhouse.com if you're interested. But they brought by all kinds of stuff, including garlic Romano wings. Garlic Romano wings. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, gourmet chicken wings, uh, buffalo hot wings, Reuben quesadillas, and more. So thank you, guys. And uh, thank you, by the way. Let me double back to uh, Kathy's Holiday Activities. Um, Acme Markets sponsored that holiday list and fresh foods, local flavors. So we do appreciate that. Hey, and real quick, I just want to say about that. Um, make sure that you uh, tag me or use the hashtag Kathy's Holiday Activities because I do like to see uh, when people go out to the things that I suggest or if they're somewhere else, uh, it'll give me some ideas for next year. I Perfect. love seeing people uh, take pictures at the various locations that you have gone to, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it's fun to follow along. Hashtag Kathy's holidays holiday activities list. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sarah Parker is in the studio. Hey, hey. hello, good citizens. What are you How doing are we here this morning? I'm in for Pierre. When did this happen? I didn't I, know about it. Like yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Do you not want me here? No, we do. No, I just had no idea. I, sometimes I will see you in the hallway. Sometimes you're here early, and uh, and it's yeah. I'm the, here for a reason this time. Go figure. And then <laughs> I saw you out there, and then then you came waltzing in. I was like, oh, I guess Sarah's in for here Pierre today. Yes, okay. yes. I was just thinking this morning how weird it is to not have camp out this week. Yeah. Yes. Right. So we were talking about the same thing, thing. Yeah. and we were saying, and Kathy, we were uh, discussing this earlier that that for us, uh, a lot of us, that's the kickoff to the the holiday feeling that yeah. you have, the festive feeling. Uh, but listen, uh, we'll 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 get through it. I kind of like having it out of the way already, though. Yeah. Everyone yeah. no. else is on the same I'm, I'm not mad at it. No, yeah, no, no. Not at all. Love it. All right, so are you the keeper of the letter? I sure am. All right, let's do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... V, as in victory. V, very good. We have a limited edition red sparkle telecaster signed by Gavin Rossdale Bush himself. Sparkle. Plus a download of the new album, The Kingdom, featuring the singles Flowers on a Grave and Bullet Holes. And we're also going to give you a pair of Bush Virtual Arena Show Tour t-shirts. The Kingdom is available now from BMG, so we will give that prize away 
on Friday. Just a couple more letters to go. So what do you have in store on the program today, Sarah? Workforce blocks. I do have a request for a block of Miley Cyrus, who just released a rock <laughs> album requested by one Mr. Elliot. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. That must be you. It must be. Uh, I'm going to assume that you haven't listen to the new album yet no have you last friday uh no. part of it yeah i've actually and what do you been think? knee deep in the smashing pumpkins double album which was a trip to get through but it's great yeah it's great it's poppy it's kind of in the vein of like madonna but with a little more rock but okay. as you know i'm a big miley cyrus fan i know yes yeah. yeah. casey's uh, as well we will not have that but we will have a block of one of miley's collaborators and that would be joan jett also a block of disturbed for a birthday request and a block of hailstorm and we'll see what else we can get into excellent nice. enjoy your time with sarah today i want to thank our sponsors Preston. Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also, Dunkin'. Get cheers into Dunkin' this holiday season with their holiday-inspired signature drinks. And also brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. Tomorrow, we have a guest, Danica McKellar. Oh, 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 oh. Hallmark. Love Danica McKellar. And, yes, she Hallmark. has a new Hallmark <laughs> movie to promote. So we will definitely be talking about that. Uh, We'll get into some other stuff tomorrow, too. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. How the do people make it through four years of college with a master's degree, bachelor's, whatever the degree you have, and you don't know how to use a computer? I don't get it. Next message. Banana. Bofana. Bomana. Banana. Next message. Oh, well, congratulations. You officially destroyed my childhood. I'm going to burn your store down to the f***ing ground. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.